Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to Savvy Sab's podcast on Call-In. This is episode 47. Kanye West remarks about George Floyd. Kanye has come under attack about recent remarks about George Floyd's death. The family is now filing a lawsuit against him. What are your thoughts? So feel free to call in. Guys, I see Delthea is lined up here first. So let's go ahead and bring in Delthea. You are on the mic. Can you hear? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, good. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. (laughs) Lord, my people, my people, what's wrong with my people? I think we can all agree that Kanye needs me. And before I say what I'm going to say, let me say this. I really don't enjoy watching someone meltdown. I don't enjoy watching someone destroy himself. And I will take no pleasure in the things that are coming for Kanye. But that being said, right now Kanye is a force for evil in this world. He's doing all kind of damage to all kind of people. And he's going out of his way to do it. And for that reason, we can't get in the way of his fall. Mm. It may even be in our best interest to help that fall along. That's how much damage he's doing. Do you think, Delthea, do you think there is some type of mental illness here. Like I I mentioned earlier that his doctor, he said his doctor told him that he was bipolar and he said that he didn't believe that. Do you think there could be some type of mental illness? And it's not just this situation in particular. It's been multiple situations, multiple Mm -hmm. things that have happened. Mm -hmm. Well, I have an older brother who is 100% disabled from the Navy. Um, and his disabilities are paranoid schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Kanye, in some ways, is acting like my brother. And I'm not a doctor. I'm just somebody who has lived with someone for the last 42 years who has, who has been sick. Yes, I think there's something wrong. I think that there's something wrong that needs medical attention. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to be funny or anything. I'm very serious. I think that there is something that is definitely wrong with Kanye. But right now he's, 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 he's like Godzilla on the Ginza. He's just, he, he's just destroying. He's destroyed his marriage. He's destroying his relationship with his children. And he's basically making it very, very hard or harder to be black in America. 
because he he because he's giving all of the white cis cover for the ugly things they want to do. And something has to be done. Now I'm not I'm not one for the great man theory of history and this, that, and the other, but what's happening is that the media is giving him so much press. His power is outpacing himself. And when he falls, because right now I think he's in a manic phase, when he falls, it ain't going to be pretty. And the same people who are propping him up now, like the Tucker Carlson's of this world, are not going to do a damn thing for that boy when he starts to fall. Except look and laugh. This is very true. I, I will say, um, you know, like Delthea, I do have some experience with this as well. Um, I had a friend of mine who is is bipolar. Um, she found out when we were in college, of all places, mm-hmm. guy. And I did notice the shift um, mm-hmm. kind of checking out and all of the people that were in community with their relationships with just she got rid of all the people that she had relationships with basically. This was around the part, around the time when she fell into the depressive phase. Mm-hmm. So there's different parts to this and again I'm not a psychiatrist but I just know from this experience in particular, and I do know from, I had to do a research paper about mental illness. And one of the things I, I did notice is that when she fell into that depressive state, mm-hmm. there was no getting through to her. Mm-mm. There was no, there was no, you have to get out of bed. You have, like, you, have right. to, you, know, you at least have to show up. There was no getting through. And when she was in the manic state, it was different because it was like she was very upbeat and and happy and energized, but there was mm-hmm. no way to calm her down. Mm-hmm. When I always put it like this: when you are at the nadir, when you are down as low as you're going to go, when you're in this bipolar thing, you don't care if you die. And when you are at the apex. You don't think you can die. And each one of those thoughts is a very dangerous place to be. Yeah, there's also um, one of the things, too, that I notice is the irrational behavior. Just things that are just out of the norm, out of the ordinary Mm -hmm. for them on a particular thing. And one thing I will say I did notice with Kanye West, and I'm not sure if this is the event that triggered, but this is just what I remember. It seemed like to me after his mom passed away, uh-huh. that's when I noticed a change. And it, it went beyond just grief, uh, in a sense. Well, I think that she was his balancing factor. I think that she could reach him no matter where he was on the spectrum. And now that balancing factor is not there. And he's just out here now. He's just wandering. He's, he's, he's just out here. There's nothing tethering him to reality. 
but he knows that he wants to be seen. The only thing, because I, as I, the first time I went on stage, I was three years old. And there's nothing like an audience to make you feel loved. And that's what he's doing now. He's trying to get the biggest audience he possibly can to pay attention to him. So that they, he can feel some sort of love that he's not going to get from his mama because she's not here anymore. That's right. I, I mean, he's losing his family. And, it, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and I don't want to get into the whole, like, situation between him and Kim. I think the Kardashians are a whole separate conversation. (laughs) Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I think that's a whole separate topic. But but what I worry about is that, like you mentioned, Tucker Carlson, some of the people giving him a lot of attention. Uh Do worry because they're doing it for the ratings, right? Like It's not like they they don't really care about Kanye West. But when Kanye West falls, and if he doesn't get help, it will happen. I've, I've seen it happen mm-hmm. to people. When mm-hmm. he falls, where are those people going to be when Kanye West falls? Are they going to be calling? Are they going to be trying to reach family members? Are they going to be there to be by nope. his side to help him out? I don't think they are. No, they're not going to be there. They're going to be <laughs> Kanye and Herschel Walker both. They, that right now, they are fitting a stereotype these people have about black men. And they would rather build up the stereotype than help these two men. Because right now, neither one of these men need to be in the public spotlight. But they're there because they build up this idea. See, you can't, they are dangerous. See, they're not stable. See them. The image that's projected. That's right. These two men are playing into that, and they're thinking much like um. About how private equity is uh, ripping us off in healthcare. So, one of the women's one women one one of the women gave or whatever. So. I'm trying to get in contact with her because I would like her to come on your show so you can interview her. The way she broke it down was like, like we know it on equity is ripping us off. And you know, I think she's, I, I kind of came like in the middle of it or whatever, but, but I think the lady is from Boston. Um, she was talking about, because it was like a whole bunch of different speakers there. Um, her name is Rosemary uh, uh, Black, I think, Bat, Bats. So I want to try to, you know, since we, since we, you know, we happen to be speaking about mental health, it sounds like you're talking about Kanye and somebody else. You know, I, I, I just figured. Yeah. Out did a- you hear the comments that he made about George Floyd's death? No. What do you say? I'm afraid to ask. What'd yeah. Well, basically, that um, officer Derek Chauvin didn't kill George Floyd. That, based on the ones, has uh, has has put out that he died because of uh, fentanyl, not because of Derek Tube on a channel called Revolt. And I yeah, can tell like, when he said it that like the hosts were obviously uncomfortable because he was like, the host was like, let me, let me get away from this. Let me change. <laughs> let me go ahead and change because people are going to come, you know, at me or whatever. And 
I do believe one of the hosts, uh, Nori, has uh, sent out a statement saying that Noriega. Yes, I believe they're going to remove Noriega. Yeah, try to remove that that segment. But but the thing is, is just that. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyhow, a long story short, the family is filing a lawsuit for two hundred. Like, do you think the family's in the right in reference to suing him? And how do you feel about what he said? Um, I think he needs to get back on his meds. Um, but yeah, I mean, I personally feel that he's being used by Candace Owens to, to, um, to fulfill a, a partisan narrative. Um, I feel and, the same way. I feel like Candace. And, um, also I want to give props to Delphia for the win because everything that she said, um, but also what was it? The, um. Yes, because I've been saying, and you've been saying, and we've been saying, ever since his mom died, uh, I think that's guilt, you know, like I said, because, you know, she died on the operating table for getting breast implants that he was paying for. So Then why is he now trying to say the opposite? I, I, I just don't think that he's well-versed. Listen, I don't believe even as much as I... He has a, that, that lady that runs Black Lives Matter has a brand new house. The George Floyd family have a brand new house? A mansion. A mansion. Does George Floyd family have a brand new house? No. What's the difference? (laughs) If I can identify as a woman and be put, which is a true story, a man identified as a woman and was put in a female jail and impregnated other female inmates. Abby, if she knows. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. So that's that's probably why... He didn't, mm-hmm. he, Nori was rushing him off because he probably didn't want to hear anything from him. And basically it turns out the one who was doing it is Candace Owens. I mean, <laughs> why would you basically join forces with Candace Owens? Yeah, because Candace is just trying to get paid. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Towards how we treat each other versus how the police treat us, I think we'll have a little more uh, advancement in our communities. Peter, can I make you a speaker? Yes. And then... Uh, yeah, sure. I know it's it's cracking me up. Um, okay. First, before the cop. But at the end of the day, you're not also taking into account all the other, um, all the other things that he has to go through just to live, and that's just trauma impacting. And one of the things I, I always say said that the, it was the fentanyl that killed him. They said marijuana killed him too. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. it. It's it's just the drugs in general. But why are they doing the drugs, right? We, we have to start asking these questions. And I always go back to you know Maslow's pyramid. Are do you have food insecurity? Do you have housing insecurity? And if you do. You're living a life well, of survival. You're not able to thrive. Well, I do want to say, because I don't want people to think that everyone that does, that chooses to like do drugs or whatever is doing. Oh, it no, I'm talking about it just in abusive ways. Yeah, but I think I, I think that the, the marijuana thing, I'm sorry, cracks me up. <laughs> people die. OK, um, but I, I think that left right divide. And when we're looking at like this particular issue. When did policing become a left-right issue? Because policing, technically, that's that's human rights, that's social justice, right? How did that become a left-right issue? 
um, I think it really goes to show kind of what someone said earlier, I think it was Peter, and that when <clears throat> the politicians, like when they want to listen to us or they want to speak to us, they go to entertainers. And that's potentially just how they view us as entertainment, which mm -hmm. is why they go to the entertainers. This is a good point. And, and speaking of entertainers, if you look at someone like, um, uh, shoot, what's her name? Cardi B. Carly B. Carly B. So Carly, Carly B, B was a, yeah, Cardi B was a big like Bernie supporter, right? And you talk about entertainment. That was one of the people I felt like Bernie Sanders should have brought along his campaign. You know how many young people, how many people she could have brought out? Yeah, absolutely. But when, yeah, but when it really comes down to Biden. Yeah, and now now you're right. Now she got she's gone along and, and stumped for Biden, but so is 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 Bernie Sanders. You know, it's it's like I, I think when we look at policing and things like that, I think what's really sad for me about this particular situation is the level or the length that someone like Kanye West and Candace Owen are willing to go to to protect I mean, and defend Derek Chauvin. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad actually, particularly when you look at the neighborhoods that police go to. I mean, I have, I have a friend who's a cop, and I asked him, "Why do you go to this particular neighborhood?" Right? And I was like, "Because these people are generally poor, so they don't mm -hmm. have the type of defense that you could have if you're in a middle class or upper class neighborhood." And so I'm like, "Okay, so it's protect like wealth and capital. They don't protect like poor." So then, then that just proves that it's just about property. Not, not just only that, when you look at the, the, the crime, how much does it cost, right? So let's, let's just go down to numbers, right? So white collar crime, it's 300 billion. I think I looked at a number. And street crime, the things that, you know, burglary and all these things, 15 billion. So then why aren't we focusing on that crime? That's and it just goes to show you, this is where they choose to put their efforts and then this is what they're purposely doing. So then now you see where their attention is and why it's there. It's to oppress. Right. That's a good point. Ashira, could you mute really quick if you're not um, speaking? I think there's a little bit of background. Yeah, I think that um, I think you have a point, uh, Dorian. I mean, it's just it, this particular case is sad. Like I, I did interview George Floyd's uncle last year. And I got to tell you, like, it was it was not an easy interview to do. Um, again, I just couldn't imagine, like, most of us have to deal with that on a private level, right? The world doesn't see our loved ones die for the most part. But this family obviously didn't have that opportunity. Everyone saw it. And it's like, as many times as I saw that video on TV, your family member, and you saw it all the time. And now it's coming back up again. Yeah, I mean, you know what I think the issue is, is that you and I, you, you, when you talk about it, change things in a way that you don't have these incidents. Because at the end of the day, someone has to write the check. Right, and my thing too is, is you know, we were just talking about what happened to Jameel McMillan, 10-year-old boy, killed oh. by the police. The police say he was armed. The witnesses say that he didn't have it, have a weapon and his hands were up. 
and my thing is like, you know, Kanye West, you have this big platform, you're on the show, you're going to bring up, oh, well, George Floyd didn't really die because of this, yada, yada. Why aren't you giving a voice to this particular situation that just happened with Jamil McMillan? Why aren't you mentioning that? You know, mainstream media is really not covering the story. They're really not. 15-year-old little boy, it's like, why aren't you mentioning that? Savvy, I don't know sometimes what Kanye decides to do. <laughs> it's anyone's guess, to be honest. But, you know, you know, some people will use their platform to do other things. But you can't count on them. That's the problem, right? You can't, you can't, you can't hero worship. You just have to build movements. That's a good point. Um, Are sure to say something? Yeah, I want to say that. uh, Well, Kanye, he's in his camp right now, and on the Republican side, regardless if you're black or white, the idea is to basically pounce on black people. Just pounce on them, regardless. Like you said, he's got a huge platform, but he's not saying anything to basically help the community. He's basically saying shit against the community. That's true. That's true. And I think also, too, you know, Eric brought up something recently in the just a minute in the chat, and he said, after shooting by cops, we should demand the police chief be fired. Why aren't we doing that? And I think for some of the, the family members, right now they're asking for release the body cam, right? So they're like, let us see that first before we go to like the next level of saying so-and-so should be fired. But this is another thing. Like we talk about body cams, police officers turn them off and then they can choose whether or not to even release the body cam footage. How, how is this still a problem? Yeah. At the end of the day, like they're policing themselves. <laughs> so if we don't have police oversight, then how can we expect a different result? Let me ask you, Dorian, do you think that the family is correct um, in reference to suing Kanye West? Because they're suing him for $250 million. Um, I don't know, to be honest. With you. That don't have to be decided at the courts. I, I don't know. If, I don't know, actually, to be honest with you. I think, you know, obviously saying something against the family in that way, re-traumatizing them. It's mm-hmm. in the public. So it's, what are you going to do? That was already taken away from them. Mm. Sabrina, I want to make a prediction. Hello? Go ahead. Candace Owens' future is Stacy Dash. <laughs> all that has to happen they do this all the time they find that one black person that's willing to sell out all of us to to use for their political point or narrative once they find the new it black girl or black guy or whatever the case is old one out new one in so if you notice Candace Owens came in right when they told Stacey Dash, your services are no longer needed. Now you're seeing her apologizing to black people. She, she looks a mess. She looks drunk all the time or whatever. She was uh, arrested. 
Yeah, but there you go. And 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 she's like, oh, I'm sorry to what I said about black people and blah blah blah. And she said, and a year later, she says, a couple of months ago, she said, oh, I didn't know that DMX died. I said, man, you that much out of touch with with your community? That you know what I mean? That that you know, and that's what it is. Like, and she can't come back. I'm willing to another prediction. I would not surprise me that people would be willing that we would probably I think we would probably take Kanye back despite all the crazy stuff that he said or whatever the case is, because, you know, we it's like it's a different thing. He's not, you know, a medical thing or whatever the case is. Um, but her, we know it's intentional. And when they're when they're done with her, when they find the new it black person to 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 uh, to you know uh, do their narrative, they're gonna be like, all right, your services are no longer needed. So, Roger, can I ask you a question? That's what they did to Omarosa, you guys. Remember Omarosa? They did. Yeah, that was yeah. Trump's girl. Yep. Yeah. They did. So, what, so Roger, can I ask you? Pretty good right now, though. Yes, she did is. That to herself. She did. So, Roger, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. So, what's the penalty? Yep. Can you hear me, Roger? Yes, yes. So, question for you. And I'm not saying I I agree with Candace Owens. I'm just literally just asking a question. So, do you think that Candace Owens' voice is that negative for the Black community compared to the main voices you hear in our culture? The music, the entertainment... What you hear on the radio, what you hear in the parties and the clubs all day long, you think she's worse than that? Well, I think, well, well, let me tell you a little bit about my background first. Mm-hmm. I grew up listening to the hip hop of KRS One, Public Enemy, X Clan, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. As did okay. I. Mm-hmm. I never, when we took that turn toward, you know, NWA and all that different type of stuff, I was just like, eh, you know, they got lyrics and all that different type of stuff, but I'm really not feeling, and I never felt the whole negative culture thing. I was mm-hmm. never really a fan of that. But that's all that you hear and see now. Yeah, there's which is no, why I listen no, to old at least back now. then. At least back then there was a balance. You had Poor Righteous Teachers and you had NWA. So there was a balance. You are absolutely correct. Whereas yeah. now, where is that balance? No, there is no balance because the thing is, I think that was I think that was a uh, uh, mad detrimental to our community more more than Candace Owens. That, um, that's all I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> if if we're going to target from a level of importance where, what we need to get a handle of and get control over, whether you agree or disagree with what Candace says, right? Mhm. She is pretty far down the, the, the veritable totem pole in regards to what she's spewing compared to what we really have to deal with. This culture of violence and death is oh, what, yeah, we, that, that's yeah, what that, we need to deal with. That's what Chuck D and KRS yes. and, 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 and X-Clan, um, all of them were saying, you know what I mean? Yes. But the thing is, this, I was just addressing trauma. the subject. I was just de- um, dealing with the subject at hand. I mean, mm-hmm. we could have a talk about that too. I could get into that as well. Um, well, hold on, Roger. I'm let, pretty me, sure. um, let me make sure. I want to bring Sorry. in Scotty. Um, but Dorian, thank you so much for calling in. I want to make oh, sure I you. get to Scotty too. Um, let me bring in Scotty because Scotty always, Scotty always brings the heat. Scotty, are you cooking right now? 
I know last time you were cooking. Just got to unmute. I hear someone. I don't know if it's Scotty or not. That might have been someone else. Yeah, you just have to unmute Scotty. Yeah, I will say for those listening, if you're not aware, like most Black people are not listening to Candace Owens. <laughs> like most Black people are not are not trying to hear what Candace Owens has to say. <laughs> just saying. Oh, Scott, this app doesn't have an unmute option. I don't know how to how to fix that. It has a force mute option, but not an unmute option. Hello, can you hear oh, me? Oh, there you go. I can hear you. Hello? Hey, how are you? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the audio is very choppy. Really? It's fine on my end. That's weird. Me? I can yeah, hear you. It's... Um, Roger, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, let me um check the. Sometimes it does get choppy though. Yeah, it was really probably bad. lack of bandwidth. Uh, uh, I got band and width. It was really choppy throughout. <laughs> really? People in the comments are saying it's clear. Mm, I don't know, hmm. but uh oh well, uh, it's good that you. You hear me now. Um, first of all, I was uh, I was uh, cooking uh, uh, <laughs> I was cooking uh, like a, a chicken pasta last time. So sorry for you here from <laughs> the last time. Which is not. I get, is that why it's is that why it's not up? <laughs> oh, now I'm lost. You. Really? Is Can everybody else hear me? Not up? The last episode was skipping, so they're trying to fix that on the tech side. Uh, guys in the chat, if you can hear me, can you let me know? Or can you guys give me thumbs up? Eric says it sounds okay to him. Okay. Scotty, I'm just gonna make you a I'm gonna make you a speaker. Sometimes that works. Um and sometimes for whatever reason, some people say they get better audio if they're on the computer. I don't I don't know why, but um, I invited you to speak. You just have to accept uh, the speaker option. Yeah. Okay. You can hear me okay? Okay, people are saying right. in the chat they can hear me, but they can't can hear, hear Scotty. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, yeah. This uh, Kanye West thing, um, I gotta say, uh, Kanye is a lot... He, he's an example of why the black community has a really bad habit of uh, upholding their celebrities and... Um, wanting to not let go even though they can be really problematic at times i'll give you an example um growing up um you know our Catholic, 
Oh, oh, Scotty, I think you're breaking up a little bit. His career, no, and like uh, around that time, you hear about the tape. Uh, you know people that are watching the tape. Uh, I've never seen uh, the tape. Don't want to even, but like of the tapes, they had like uh, they've had screenshots of you know him in the video, and it was clear as day it, it was him, right? We there we all knew like we started the story, but. Uh oh. And <laughs> wait, so oh, hold on one second, Scotty. I, I think, I, I think you're breaking up a little bit. And your volume's a little bit low, but I did hear you say you didn't watch. So you never saw yo. Uh no, yeah, I never wanted to see anything like that. But there was uh, okay. the documentaries about like you know about his career. They you know went there. The actual tape, they took still images of the tape, uh, of him in the tape, and you could see the clearest day is him, right? And so, like, a lot of people defended him over the years. A lot of the, uh, the, uh, the, Scotty, Scotty, you're breaking up. Are are you near a computer? Uh, unfortunately, huh? Scotty, you're breaking up. It might be easier if you if you're near a computer or um, a tablet. It might be easier if you do it from that because some of the callers have more success when they're on the computer or a tablet in reference to the signal. Hold on. Let me um. Let me try to hang up and then let me uh get near something. Cause... Well, can you hear me now? Okay. Before I do that. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Um, call back right. in, and I'll just make you a speaker again, and I'll go ahead and bring on uh Jonathan. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Jonathan, you are the next caller. Just have to unmute. Hey Savvy, how, hey Savvy, how you doing? Hey Jonathan, how are you? I'm doing good. I know it's been a long time. Every time I try to catch, usually I get home. I'm so tired. I don't feel like doing anything. Um, just want to. Oh, one thing that interview you did with Nick Brown, I had a good interview. I've only hit you up on on Patreon one time, and other and that was just over something simple. But other than that, I think you're doing a really good job. So. Whatever they're saying, you know, just bump them. I think you did a really good job with Nick Brana. Um, you asked him the hardest questions. You gave him an opportunity to defend himself. And he still, I guess he still hasn't gotten back to you about that information that he was supposed to give to you. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that, uh, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, that was a tough, I, I got to be honest with you. That was a tough interview to do because I, I tried to be objective and try to be neutral with the situation. And it's not necessarily easier to do that. Sometimes when there's things that you know that other people don't know. And at the same time, it was just like, 
I was like, dude, when I do this, some people are going to be mad that he even came on here. But at the same time, I had people telling me, you, you, if you don't bring him on, then you're just as complicit. And it was, it was just ridiculous. Like I had people contact me the day before and tell me not to do it. Mm-hmm. I had people contact me afterwards and tell me, how dare you let him come on mm-hmm. and, and talk about what happened in the organization. I'm like, that was the whole point of the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, the way that you, first of all, I love your interviewing style. My favorite interview is when you had the OPP and you did the pushback. I'm like, that's the definition of a proper pushback because I know they've been on other channels and they've gotten away with, you know, excluding certain people from their group and no one just says, no one says anything about it. And the way you push back was just perfection. Um, as, as far as that interview with Nick Bryan, I think, it's weird if you if you thought it was hard you you did an excellent job because that interview with um, Rokana, your face oh my Jesus, you look like you want to cuss him out. <laughs> I, sorry, go ahead. That one was really hard. I, I think I did tell people before I was like I if I, I I tried not to show that I was flustered, but it was really hard to hide it on that one. It was really hard because I was like, he's really trying to feed me just this line of garbage. And he thinks that I'm going to believe this. And he tried to use identity politics on me. And I was like, really? You think that's going to work on me, bro? Actually, can I be honest with you? Um, when he went down the rabbit hole of Hillary Clinton would have won if those who voted for Joe Stein voted for Hillary Clinton, that whole trope. I think he did that intentionally. I think he did that to buy time because you fed right into it. And that's just my opinion because I'm like, why would he say something like that when it's not true? I'm like, oh, because he knows it's not true, and he knows that's gonna just buy him more time. So you don't give him, you don't ask him the other hard hitting questions that you want to ask him. So, I mean, that's that's a point. good point because I didn't get a chance. I had there were three more questions that I was gonna ask that I I didn't get to. One of them was about Julian Assange, and one of them was about him changing his position on Ukraine, mm-hmm. and I had receipts for that, and I didn't get a chance to get to those. But yeah, he, he just. Yeah, I don't he, know. he said it, he said it in a very smug way. I'm like, cause I look at this byline. I mean, I'm not a byline expert, but I could tell like the way he said it was like, uh huh, yeah, and then, and then like he was very smug about it, and you just fell right for it. I'm like he, like he knows what channel he's going on. He knows, he knows how he knows how the progressives, the real progressives, quote unquote, feel about when they say, oh well. And I and listen, I lived in Pennsylvania when Trump was against Hillary. I think I told you this. Um, and when like two days before the election, instead of them saying, instead of them sending out flyers, the Democrat Party saying, okay, vote for Hillary because of this policy, vote for Hillary for that policy. Assuming me, I shouldn't have thrown them away, but they, the flyers literally said, vote, do not vote third party because it will put Trump in office. And one flyer they actually put they said, don't vote for um, Jill Stein. Don't vote for the Gary Johnson. Don't vote for these nuts. They literally had <laughs> these nuts on the flyer. No, I lied to you. I should take a picture of last long. I should take a picture. It said, these nuts. Like, don't vote for any of these people because it's going to put Trump in office. And as we know, Trump won Pennsylvania because um, Hillary could not get enough voters in Pittsburgh and, and sorry, Hillary won Pennsylvania. She couldn't get enough voters in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, because that's all you need to win. And mm-hmm. but that's on another discussion. But anyway, I'm sorry. 
back to the um back to the topic. I just pulled up. Well, first of all, as far as the family suing um um suing um Kanye West, a lot of people are sending out tweets that Kanye allegedly. I don't know how true this was. He gave his daughter, George Floyd's daughter, $2 million as a college fund. I don't know if that's been verified, but so far, when that, that happened right around the time George was murdered. The second thing is that I think that the family and people in general are on this litigious high after, um, what's his name? Alex Jones. And that's apples and oranges compared to the two. Yes, what Kanye said was wrong, but compared to what Alex Jones did was way, way different. So I think that that's my thoughts. What do you guys think? Yeah, this is it's interesting. You know, I, I think I don't agree with what Kanye said, um, but is weird to me like you just said like he gave the family money right like i've heard that from multiple people but if he felt like george floyd wasn't murdered by derek chauvin then why did he give the family money you guys see what i'm saying like that's the part to me that's just a little weird it's just like if you felt like if you really truly believed that derek chauvin did not kill george floyd then why did you give the family money some of these celebrities they do it based on self-aggrandizement, so as to make themselves look good, feel good. Just like when, I mean, well, I'm not going to question um, Ken's motives for helping um, Alice. I can't think of her name right now um, to be released from prison. I think that she, had, I, in my intentions, I think that she had pure intentions, but. Being around those Kardashians, I mean, it's all about me, 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 me. So with Kanye, I could see that I could see his narcissism being getting the best of him. Besides his, you know, mental, obviously mental. Yeah. So you think there is definitely mental illness at play? See, that's another thing too um, that I was thinking about as well. You know, Kanye, like I said, like he had one heck of an ego. And this was even before he started dating Kim. He was very, you know, egotistic. Like, he was always like, I, I did this album and I did this. Remember, remember mm-hmm. the Tell Swift incident? Yep. There was that. There was that incident. Um, there's been multiple where he just said i i I think i'm trying to remember which album it was because i actually used to like like kanye west like um i still think his best album was the first one but i I do remember it wasn't that album i think it was the one was it graduation or was it late registration i think it was the one that had gold digger on it yes late registration where he said like i did everything i put my whole heart into this album and this is the best album in the world. And I was just like, it's not the best album in the world. <laughs> I was like, there's some good songs on this album, but it's not the best album in the world. Um, but it's just like, he, I felt like he always kind of had that ego where no one could tell him that he was wrong or you couldn't disagree with him. You know, him t- or trying to take the award away from Taylor Swift. That was just the, that was small potatoes. 
uh, compared to other things that he's done. (laughs) He's like, this board should have went to Beyonce. And and first of all, I I remember watching that. I was like, Beyonce has a husband. Why don't you speak for her? You're just out of character here. (laughs) It was weird. But if you're part of the Beehive, that's pretty much how they operate anyway. But never mind. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to make anybody upset. I don't want you to be a... And I don't want the Beehive to come after you, Sabi, so... <laughs> I think she'll be fine. She she won't be on YouTube. I mean, on Twitter. <laughs> no, this is all good points. I think that you know, I am I am concerned though. Uh, it just like like when you mentioned the mental health aspect, I am concerned because we've seen Kanye get worse and worse, like with these outbursts, and not just outbursts, but things that he says. But I also feel like there are certain celebrities that actually will applaud him for for this type of behavior. When he went on to Joe Rogan, I remember after Joe Rogan was like, Kanye West is just a genius. I was like, dude, he rambled for like 25 minutes. I didn't even know what he was talking about. He just went on to like a whole tangent. And so like there's other celebrities that will encourage that behavior by him. And they'll say, he's a genius. Listen to what he says. I'm like, he's not saying much of anything, you guys. Uh, don't get the uh, don't get Jake Uger mad, Savvy, if he hears you. <laughs> he can't stand what? Kanye West. He can't stand who? He can't stand Kanye West. When they call him a genius, that gets Jake Uger boiling up more than hearing the name Jimmy Dore. Or Glenn, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn I... Hey, I'm back. No. Um, sure, I don't think that's possible. I don't think there's there's no, no one on this earth that makes um, Jank you mad than Jimmy Dore. No, no, I, I've seen him say that on on on, on his show. He got mad. Like, why, why is Kanye West a genius? He's not a fucking genius. <laughs> I'm just going by. I'm just, think- see, I don't watch Jank anymore. But after watching that interview with Brianna George Gray, I was like, oh, <laughs> he mentioned Jimmy every two minutes. <laughs> Someone literally like. Someone literally got into an argument with me last night on Twitter because of the whole AOC like debacle in reference to like her comment, her response about the protesters at the town hall. And I said, she's just making herself look worse. That was all I said. That was my comment. Somebody got into an argument with me about how dare you support these Trump LaRouche people. And I was like, dude, it's not that serious. Like she didn't answer the question. She didn't answer the question. Oh my God. Yeah, I was like, I never said I supported any movement organization. I just think that she should have answered the question and she didn't answer it. And regardless if they voted for Trump or not, what they said about her was true. It wasn't false. And she still hasn't given a reason for that. So she went on this whole rant and then this person came back at me and they were just like, you platformed Jimmy Dore. And I was like, you fool. And I had to laugh and I was just like, of course you would bring it back to Jimmy Dore. What does Jimmy Dore have to do with this discussion? I'm like, you guys are like obsessed with Jimmy Dore. And he was just like, you platform Jimmy Dore and 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 he's a he's a misogynist and he's a bigot and you you let him come onto your show. So of course you would be against AOC. And I'm like, dude, like I supported AOC. Like a lot of us like heavily supported the squad, Bernie Sanders, all of them. Like we've been down, we went through that road already. 
just because I supported someone doesn't mean I can't criticize them. And that's what's wrong. Some people like, I swear to God, like they have Jimmy Dore derangement syndrome. So he brought Jimmy Dore into it. I'm like, what the fuck does Jimmy Dore have to do with AOC voting to send money, more and more money to Ukraine? Aye, aye, aye. I don't know. Um, I will say this. I mean, I used, I mean, I don't watch Jimmy's show that much. I am a subscriber, but I don't watch it that much. Um, I do like how he does, he talks to working class people, although I wouldn't consider him part of the working class, but that's a, you know, hey, if you, if you do what you do and you make good money, I can't fault you for that. The only person that, that's been on your show that I have really pushed back on, and I've said this in the comments a few times, is Richard Wolf. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Richard Wolf is not for reparations. Mm-hmm. So I, is Bernie Sanders. Yep, correct. Yep, neither is Bernie Sanders. Um, and I can actually, and actually, I listened to his podcast one time. It was about reparations, and after that, I stopped listening to Richard Wolf because his argument was, "What about the poor white people?" And I can see the receipts on that. I only had, um, I only interviewed Richard Wolf once. Um, I can try to get him back on. He's not easy to get on. Um, but yeah, I only interviewed him that one time, but when I interviewed him, then I didn't know that. But now that I know that, yeah, I will, <laughs> so, so I make sure because you like to have your facts as you should and me too, but I will look for that podcast and I will DM it to you, um, through Patreon because I'm a very proud Patreon of the Savvy Sass podcast. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Yeah, I think, you know, um, Colin reached out to me recently and Colin said, we need to do a panel discussion about what reparations actually is and what it means. And I think that's a good idea because I think that, I, I think that a lot of people just don't understand. They don't have the data and the research about it and they don't understand what it really means. Scotty, you're here. Mic check, one, two. All right. Now. <laughs> can you, can you I can hear, hear you. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, we didn't cancel R. Kelly over that whole situation. We defended him. Uh, well, most of the factory defended him. Um, the same thing of uh, O.J. Simpson. After O.J. Simpson did what he did, and come on, we all know at this point, like he pretty much did what he did. Um, like. What the, defended this man who lived in Brentwood didn't want anything to do with the black community until he got in trouble for killing his uh, white wife and her her, uh, her friend, right? Um, I'll even go like you know Af- African Bambada, right, Savvy? African Bambaba. Africa Bambada. Yes. Yeah. It turns out he had been molesting boys in uh, the Bronx for, for four decades. And what? The, in the hip-hop community. Yes. The hip-hop community knew this. For years, this guy named uh, Khalil Omani, uh, he's actually a Facebook friend of mine. Um, he is... It's crazy his story. He was in uh, 
the Yahweh's, the cult, this uh, black Corman because they stole his daughter from him. And so, like, he he actually ended up getting into hip-hop journalism, and he worked for K. Slay, rest in peace to K. Slay, uh, before he passed away. Uh, he wrote for and like his whole thing was he was an advocate for gays and hip-hop and um <laughs> case slay actually told him about like african bambata like yeah like yeah african bambata's gay but like he was like that's around with boys in the, the bronx area for four decades and a large part of the hip-hop community knew this Khalil Mine writes the story about a night where Afghan Bambada gets stabbed because he was trying to pull some uh, something on uh, some guy. Uh, I think he was either Harlem Bronx, uh, but yeah, he had been doing this, and for the most part, like like he doesn't get mentioned a lot. But yeah, like this this has been well known in the hip hop community. Like, like so, we accept this type of nonsense. It, in our community so you fast forward to like kanye west like all the stuff that he does it doesn't surprise me we act like yes does he have some mental illness problems absolutely but a lot of stuff he's done he knows exactly what he's doing he made a conscious decision while he was with like the last days of rockefeller before it became rock nation to go with Jay-Z, even though Dame Dash is the one who uh, took a chance on him, right? The same thing, like, you find out years later, like, um, when he was, uh, like, just, like, getting started in the game and he wanted to be respected as a rapper, the only ones that were really, like, taking him on tour were the quote-unquote backpack rappers, like, Talib Kali and Dead President Common. And then he says in that Drink Champs interview, the one like before, that he did last year, like, well, yeah, I just used those guys, right? I just used those guys. I never really uh, liked their uh, their music. I just used the uh, the movement just so I can get uh, popular. And like, if you look at the if you look at the music he did, he didn't after uh, college dropout. You didn't have artists like To Live Kali or um, nope. Some Village or Evidence from the, or Evidence from Dilated Peoples. Like by the way, if you listen to College Dropout, that last song, Last Call, is co-produced by Evidence from Dilated Peoples, right? I have to, Scotty, real years. quick. Same thing, like. Uh, well, Scotty, real quick, because you're talking about um, old school hip hop, Roger Meadows. I got Roger. I got to bring you in on this discussion. I did not know that about um, African Bimbata, but you're bringing up a good point here, Scotty, when you mentioned that these kind of things have been allowed in in the community for. Yeah, um, give me two minutes. I'm getting ready to drop off some customers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, you guys. Um, um, Roger is Uber driving right now. <laughs> Roger multitask in an Uber. Go ahead, Scotty. Sorry. All right, all right stay out. 
Yo, like, but you know, like, uh, the last song, our last call. Hey, thanks he, uh, like, he did that, he co-produced that uh, song with um, evidence from Dilated Peoples, right? But if you look at any of the other uh, uh, albums he did, he didn't invite those type of people on his uh, songs anymore. Or, like, he didn't, the only ones I could think of so was maybe right, both have a good one. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, can you mute if you're not speaking? Sorry. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks. I heard an Uber transaction. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. <laughs> I didn't want to be rude, but yeah, he he didn't he didn't invite those people on his records. Also, um, the whole thing with uh Taylor Swift, he he acted out at another award show. Um, I think it might have been American Muse, uh, American Music Awards. Um. He got upset because he lost an award to Gretchen Wilson, and he and he acted out over that. So like he's he's had these like he's had these outbursts showing his narcissism. And if you like, he's been telling you for years that he's this way. Like um, uh, on the song "Get Him High," he says um, the, the lyric. Why you think me and Dame cool, we assholes, right? He's told you this over and over again. Um, what else? Like, I haven't really listened to a full Kanye West album since my uh, Twisted Dark uh, Fantasy. Because, like, it, everything else after that becomes the antics and, like, the outbursts. And he has to make a huge show of every album instead of letting the music just speak for itself and after a while you just get tired of it like you get tired of it now what i will i will say i do not think all of the just straight up anti-black black statements that he has made over the years if his mother had been alive he would not do that i i, I all the evidence, like, of him, him, like, just acting out, like, that's just him, that was just him feeding his ego of, like, the typical stuff, like, the award shows, this, then the third, like, he's, he spazzed out over at the, uh, the 2007 VMAs, like, all that stuff, like, she was still alive around that time, but all the stuff, I don't think he would say slavery was a choice if Donna West was still alive, or like making like light of a situation of a, uh, a police brutality victim like George Floyd. I, I I just I don't think he would have done that. That's one thing I will say about his mother's. Uh, I agree, his, and um, I, I just want to add in. Mother, I just want to add in here for a second. I agree with that sentiment because I don't know if everyone um. So all, I don't know if everyone listening. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if everyone listening has listened to Kanye West albums. I I've listened to um the first 3. So after the graduation album, that's when I kind of dropped off from Why am I getting notifications on Signal right now and I'm on call and I hope you guys didn't hear that. Um anywho, um after that graduation album, I kind of dropped off from the Kanye West like albums. Like I I man, Signal Sorry. Anywho, um, 
I kind of dropped off from that. And then, oh my God, what is happening here? Okay, anyway, um, I kind of dropped off from the Kanye West like album kind of thing. And and I, I will say, in reference to uh, the slavery conversation, if you listen to like his first three albums, he talked about like, the effects of slavery. He talked about Jim Crow. He talked about those things. So when I see him do this 180 coming from that to jumping on this Candace Owens kind of train and, you know, it, it just, I was like, what happened to Kanye West? Because he used to talk about like black issues. He used to talk about like what slavery has, has done to people like in this country. And then he just went from that to like, the total opposite. It was a complete 180. It was really weird. Did you notice that, Scotty? Um, I think here's the thing about that. And this, like I said, his mother was the dean of the English department at um, I forgot what college it was, but yeah, like his his mom was a, was a professor. I think his dad was involved in activism, so he had like he had an understanding of history, but. I don't think he is like he even said himself. He doesn't read. He's not well versed in politics, but he always wanted to be accepted, at, you know, as this quote unquote genius. It's like I said, like he wanted first in early in his career, he wanted to be accepted for as a producer, and he did a lot of ghost production. So like he was doing a lot of beats for people. Um, that he wasn't getting the credit for. Like, he was doing, like, I remember he did um, some production on Jermaine Dupri's album. <laughs> like, he, uh, like, <laughs> when Jermaine Dupri was trying to be a rapper, then he wanted to be uh, uh, accepted as a rapper, but the only people that were, like, allowing him to actually do that were, like, the quote-unquote backpackers. And so when, like, Dame Dash, like, because, like, th think about it. Like, here he is, is this, like, like, shy, like, well, not shy, but, like, he wasn't the gang, he wasn't the gangster, uh, one of the gangsters on the Rockefeller uh, record label, right? He he wore polo, tight fit, like, fitting clothing. Um, he was a lot more, he had a, a lot more depth in his uh, lyrics than the other rappers on his label did, right? So that was him trying to get accepted in, like, these big, uh, like, in these, like, spaces that were shunning him at first, right? And then he does the song, uh, like, Jay-Z doesn't see him as a rapper, but, like, Jay-Z uh, orchestrates to get Dame out of Rockefeller, and then you do a song called Big Brother dedicated to Jay-Z, right? And then the whole thing was like him and Jay-Z become a, a, a duo and they have a follow out with that. And then he wants to get accepted by fashion world. And it's like, <laughs> he it's funny because like years later, like he ends up admitting that that was never going to work, which is what Sway told him. Like, you need to do it on your own. Like this, like these people will not will not accept you as like they just see you as a musician. Like they, uh, there's not a lot of 
there's not a lot of uh, like places for you as a black man in the high end fashion world. Like, like, like even Virgil, like he was jealous uh, of his friend Virgil's success. Um, yeah. Like, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of ego like and in the entertainment and the music business there's a lot of ego there's a lot of jealousy you know um i'm gonna bring in ashura i think you wanted to say something but i also want to bring in bad cookies too so go ahead ashura uh, i kind of forgot what, what it was <laughs> shoot folks. i got something to say i got i'm light now <laughs> um yes no that was true what what um who who's that that spoke dorian yeah, what what he spoke about um, Africa Bambada. Yes, yes, yes. That was a big thing that Scotty, blew up. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Um, yes, right. What he said, that was a big thing that blew up throughout the industry. And, and people did not want to speak. When it, when it blew up, people were like, because like Africa Bambada helped a lot of people. I mean, I guess the ones that didn't get molested, but were helped by him, were afraid to speak up or whatever the case was. I remember, you know, I grew, you know, like I make no secret. I, grew, you know, because you know, like when you're, um, when you're young, you're impressionable, you know, and um, I grew up like uh, idolizing people like KRS-One, Chuck D. Uh, to be honest with you, Chuck D is like from from my not from my neighborhood, but from the next town. Over. Well, Public Enemy is from the next town over from where I live. Um, I remember KRS One got roasted about that because they tried to ask asked him about it, and he was like he tried to shift the subject. And he didn't want to. He didn't really want to speak about it. And he was just like, "Oh, this is about hip hop, though." And blah 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 blah. And everybody in the community came down on him. Like, Negro, what the hell are you talking about, man? This is not about hip hop. It's about them lesson kids and blah blah blah. But you know, because you know, like, because KRS was one of the, was one of them dudes. He was homeless, at nineteen years old. That African Mbada helped. You see what I'm saying? So, I guess it was hard for him to say anything. And I think. Um, Scotty was talking kind of low, but I think he was. I think he said something about um, Dame Dash and JP working with R. Kelly, and then Dame Dash pretending like, uh, "Oh no, that wasn't no. me. That was Jay Z. I was never in no. the video." No, Say it again? I, I, no, I, I was saying that uh, Kanye had chose to go with uh, Jay Z over right. Dame Dash, and Dame Dash was the one who. Actually gave Put him Kanye on. a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was like uh messed up. But no, yeah, that was um that was on um one of the local newspaper with Africa Bambada on the cover of cover of uh two or three years ago, whatever. Um he apologized. They had some type of meeting or something like that. He was I understand Africa Bambada was sitting up there crying, apologizing to him at this meeting or whatever. Um, and, you know, um, oh, also, I just want to address um, what Peter was talking about earlier uh, about um, how hip hop, 
you know, went a different way and you can't get, there's no balance. Um, I'm, I don't know if you know about the, um, about the YouTube video. I know I sent it to you, Sabby, about a record executive who was disguising his voice, who was, who was there when they decided that they were going to go in this other direction, take hip hop in another direction. But you should, you should check it out because it was right at the beginning of the nineties, right before NWA blew up. Okay. And, um, they said it was like, uh, they were invited like these, these record executives, they were invited to this meeting somewhere, kind of like a scene from, um, eyes wide shut when Tom Cruise went to some mansion and then all these people there, except here they didn't have masks or whatever. And before they went in, they had to sign some type of disclosure agreement or something like that to say, you will never talk about this meeting. And this guy was there. And like, in hindsight, he was, he was most likely from the private prison industrial complex. Now, remember, this is the early nineties, right before Clinton came into office and passed Joe Biden's crime bill that led to mass incarceration. So they was asking him, and then there was some people around them, which I think was CIA, because like, you know, like uh, uh, they had guns and whatnot, people in suits. And um, they had said, um, the, the, the guy was talking about private prisons and this was gonna be like the new thing. And so and he said this was in 1991, by the way. Um, and he's like, well, why the hell are we here? And he said, we want you record executives to start having your rappers talk more about uh, criminality. We want you to push them towards that way, you know? And this is how everything, sorry about that. I'm getting notifications too. And I, by the way, I didn't find out until later, Savvy, that you guys heard my uh, uh, joint. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they started they started pushing out the KRS ones. They started pushing out the PR poor righteous teachers and the public enemies and out of the, um, out of the industry because they were causing problems, you know, cause they was talking about unite. I mean, yeah, they was talking about battle rhymes and all that different type of stuff too, but they were pushing them out of the industry because right. they were causing a problem. They was causing a major problem and you can't have that when they're trying to do this this private prison industrial complex that later right. on, you know, came to be what it was. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's bring in bad cookies. I want to hear from you as well. You're on the mic. Just got to bad cookies. Not much. I just got out of class, missed most of your show, but I caught the end of it. And uh, I caught the beginning of your, your call in and I wanted to comment on your Twitter spout with whoever it was that you were arguing with. <clears throat> I want to let you know that those people are bots. The reason they don't respond is because they actually don't exist. What they do is they create multiple accounts of people. They grab random pictures that are stored in a database. That's why the government and many companies collect these photos is because they sell them in databases. So they take your photos, they make a fake profile from that photo, and then they, uh, they sit there and either smear or, or chastise you in order to give a negative uh, perception of the uh, public not accepting your take, your point of view. And it's, it's, it's just to lead to, uh, to negative uh, connotations with uh, the public opinion, if that makes sense. This is why, you know, sometimes these accounts, like I'll look at the pro say like, 
created their Twitter page like August 2022, like this year. And like the picture will not be like a real person's face. Like sometimes it's a cat, a puppy, or or like a, a I guess you want to say like a claymation face or whatever. And I'm just like, well, it's crazy too. It's like, don't, if you criticize AOC on Twitter, you'll see all these accounts all of a sudden just come out after you. You're like, where did all these people come from all of a sudden? If you click on like their picture, you're like, really? Your account was just started this month. Savvy. Yeah. <laughs> you have one follower. Oh. <laughs> uh, I used to work for a, a, a bot farm. Because when I got out of school, initially, I went to work for a, a software company that was actually masking as a bot farm. And without going into detail, because I, I had to sign a contract saying I, I can't talk too much about this. Let's just say it's, it's really sophisticated how they make sure certain opinions are not accepted. And uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, something else I wanted to uh, talk about since Kanye was a topic. <clears throat> now, it's it's really disappointing what happened to Kanye because he wasn't always like this. And the main thing I wanted to talk about was when, when Kanye was young and he was here in Chicago, he, he wasn't like that. So it, he didn't leave here coming uh, all, all bonkers like that. You know what I mean? He fucking went crazy once he went to Hollywood. So mm. I, I want your opinion. Do you, do you have any previous history like, with experience of him being the way he is now back then? Cause I don't remember that. And I don't think, I don't think Chicago caused that is pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, Hollywood is a strange place. There's this show on Netflix. You guys should watch. If you haven't seen it, it's called Bojack Horseman. And it's like, it's animated, but it's hilarious because the main character is a horse named Bojack, but he's, he's in Hollywood. So he's a professional actor. And it's funny because at the beginning of the, the intro clip for every episode, instead of saying Hollywood, the letters that you see on the Hollywood Hills, it says Holly like weird. And that's mainly what the show is about. It's about the weirdness of Hollywood through these animated characters, right? So it's a funny show. I really like it. But I will also say too, uh, one thing I did notice, like I, I was mentioning earlier, I did have to do a research paper about mental illness when I was in, in college. And I had to read two books and one book was called, I think it was me, myself and them, so, something along those lines. And that was about a guy that had schizophrenia, true story. And then I read a book about Danielle Steele. Danielle Steele is um, an author. She writes romance novels, but she wrote a book about her son who had manic depression. Now they've, they've flip-flopped between these terms, by the way, manic depression and bipolar, just for those who are not aware. And I read that book and I was just like, holy crap, who would have known that she was going through all that? Even though there were two different mental illnesses, what I did notice is that in both of those examples, there was an event that triggered that triggered the illness. Now that is not to say they wouldn't have had it regardless. But what I did notice is that according to, according to the psychiatrist that was in me, myself and them, the psychiatrist was saying that usually there is an event that will actually trigger it. That doesn't mean it would never happen, but sometimes it's something that brings it out. And so 
in both of those particular situations, there was an event that happened that brought it out. And so I think about with Kanye West, and like I said, he didn't seem like he was like that before his mom passed away. After his mom died, that's when it seemed like to me he started to become a little bit more irrational. And like I said, like there's things, there's signs. Like I told you guys earlier too, my friend, a friend of mine found out she was bipolar when we were in college, which is for the love of God, like imagine going through that among your peers and you're in college and you're just trying to get a degree and get a good job. And I did notice that there was a change in behavior and there was some irrational behavior. You know, it's things like it's two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning. And usually she would be asleep or if we were out for the weekend, we would be out clubbing or whatever. But if we were not, then she would be asleep. And it's like two or three o'clock in the morning and just deciding to, you're just going to paint everything and you're going to paint and paint for hours and hours and hours at an end. That was like a manic phase for her. Or it was things like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, you're supposed to be in class and she would just sleep like for hours and hours and hours and not showering. Those were behaviors that were not usual for her. So it was that kind of behavior. And so another thing that went along with that was just like ranting. And I have noticed that sometimes with Kanye West, like people will interview him and he'll go off into like these tangents. Like I, I saw that interview he did with Joe Rogan and I remember I was like, well, he's going off into a whole different tangent and he'll just rant and rant and rant. And she had that issue too. But one thing I will say about those papers that I had to write, one thing I did realize, and this was coming from the book, Me, Myself and Them, the guy who wrote that book said that what people need to understand who do not have mental illness is that for the people who have that illness at that time, before there is treatment, they really do believe that what is happening to them is real. And so for the guy who was schizophrenic, he said that when he saw those images, and by the way, he believed that the federal government was after him. That was another common thing that he said he brought up that a lot of times people with schizophrenia will believe that someone of a government agency is after them, whether it's the CIA, FBI, whatever. But he did say, what people have to understand is that when I told people I saw those images, it was very real to me. And in the book, they showed like the drawings of the images that he saw. So they used to ask him when he went through therapy to draw the images that he saw. So you could see that in the book, like the hand-drawn images. And he said, I know for everybody else, they were like, what are you talking about? There's nobody there. There's nothing there. But he said, but what you have to understand for me at that time, before I was going through treatment, those images that I saw were very much real. And so for people who are also bipolar, for my friend that was bipolar, when she would tell us that there was just hopelessness, you know, there, there was no there was no hope or whatever when she was in her depressive state for her that was very much real at that time when she was in her manic state and she would just like if i got like a phone call at four o'clock in the morning and she would say let's go to new york it was stuff like that that was irrational and i'm like it's four o'clock in the morning 
we have class today. We can't just up and go to New York. For her at that time, that was very much an urgent situation. And so I think doing that project really did open my eyes, I think, about that. And so when I see someone like Kanye West, like just some of these rants that he's had, some of the things that he said, it's not just this George Floyd situation in particular, but when he particularly said that the doctor told him they diagnosed him as bipolar and he said that he didn't believe it, that's scary. Because then later on you see Kim Kardashian say, it's, it's hard to get him to take his meds or he decided not to continue to take his meds. Listen, I've seen what it's like when someone is bipolar and they just abruptly stop taking their meds. That's not fun. And so you have to understand a lot of times people that are bipolar, the med that they usually take is called lithium. Lithium is strong. So if someone is going to get off of lithium, they would need to be weaned off of it. And that goes for anyone that's on any type of depression medication or anxiety medication, same thing. You need to be weaned off of it if you're taking that every day for a long time. You just abruptly stop it. And then you can go into like chaotic mode. So that's what's worrisome for me about Kanye West, the people that he has surrounded himself around, like the, the Candace Owens or the Tucker Carlson, the people who are basically enabling this behavior when it, if it gets to a point where he does have a downfall or he spirals out of control, those people are not going to help him. I think they're using him right now for their own benefit so they can get their own fame that goes along with it and so that they can make money off of it. Go ahead, Ashura. I see you unmuted. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's the thing that they don't really want Kanye West. Like, they just want to say, hey, guess what? Celebrity, black celebrity, Kanye West, he was on our show. He was speaking the truth. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they know, like, uh, they know he's, there's something wrong with him. Um, even uh, what's it's a Kundus Owens, basically, <laughs> she knows there's something wrong with him. But they're gonna use him. It's fucking sad, though. What did you just call her? Kundis Owens. Kundis Owens. I shouldn't have repeated that. I can't be using that word, man. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! What's up? You can back it up on these words, man. We've been calling on that for a while. You have, not I. <laughs> oh no, 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 Sabrina. She, she oh. got to get up on the words. Oh, you are you. You are definitely a teacher. You are definitely a teacher, because <laughs> you you be that high school teacher that you know all. You'd be like, "What what is that you're talking about? Oh, what is that you're asking the kids? What is this new term?" I do. I I did used to ask my students that. Like even when I was like academic advisor, they were like, "Oh my gosh, that's based." And I was like, "What is this word? What does that mean?" <laughs> CJ was like that. CJ asked one time on the street, "What the hell does base means?" Like he had to look it up. Yep. I'm like, even, I remember that. You know, even if you don't look up what the word "based" means, you can tell by the feeling what the person means by the uh, by the word "based." We that, used to say, I use "You guys say, you guys say cosplaying." We used to say fronting. Yeah, yeah. The language has definitely changed, but it's it's, it's really funny. Oh, real quick, Sabby, I wanted to ask real one quick question because it pertains to what you were talking about earlier, and then I'll get off and give time to Mr. Brian, who's next. Um, you were touching on how 
something would trigger him and he could just fly off the deep end. Uh, I wanted to know, do you feel the isolation caused by the fame that he has to deal with since he left home and then other factors attributed to him being the way he is right now? Because I'm telling you, man, that guy's nuts. That's a good question, um, Bad Cookies. I don't think it helps. I don't think it helps at all. In fact, the book that I was reading, let me, hold on, guys. I'm going to find that. Um, I want to give you the title because everybody, if you have a chance, um, you should read this book about um, Daniel Steele's son because I was just like, what the heck? Okay, here it is. It's called His Bright Light, The Story of Nick Triana. Um, yes, his bright light, the story of Nick Triana. I wish we could send images on call in because if we could, I could just send you guys a screenshot of this bad boy. But, um, anywho, uh, one of the things that was mentioned too, Danielle Steele, like I said, she's an author, but she's a famous author. She was famous for writing like these romance novels. My mom used to read these. And so that's how I knew who she was, but she was famous, famous. And what she believed is that her popularity did not help the situation. So I think someone like Kanye West going into Hollywood, I don't think that helped the situation. I don't know if it necessarily made it worse, but I don't think it helped. And I want to bring in uh, Bryant too, but go ahead, Ashura. Yeah, uh, I was going to add another name to it. Even for Kanye West, I just call him Kanye now. Because <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It's like every time he opens his mouth, there's always a Republican right next to him. He's always flanked by Republicans. I'm like, why don't you just go go back home? Because I know that um, when I used to basically read about Kanye, like they said that he, he never comes back home. This is where he is right now. He's in the middle of Republican circles. Just go back home, man. Like take three months off. Yeah, at see the change. I noticed you said you're not in the calling queue anymore. Something is um, fuzzy with the app because I know it did the same thing to Ashura. So I'm just gonna, let me see if I can just, I'll just invite you as a speaker because that's what happened to Ashura. Go ahead, uh, Bryant. Just have to unmute. Bryant, you have to unmute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hello bryant hey yeah i was just thinking yeah it's i mean yeah i mean it's, it's kind of fun to make fun of kanye but yeah pe people are using them right now and it's, mm -hmm. it really feels horrible bryant why do you sound like roger meadows too what is happening tonight <laughs> i was saying the same thing Oh, like what is happening? This is so funny. Um, I did a kit and clone myself. I know. I was just like, what is going on? You sound like Roger Meadows. But um, yeah, I was thinking like if he if he was not if he did not get as famous as he did, he he may very well have been on the street by now. You think so? I think so. Because oftentimes, like mental illness that. That would have triggered at some point in his life, even if his mother hadn't have died, it would have triggered at some at some moment of his life. And I think things would have, I don't know, things would have went 
really bad for him. But I'm not saying things are going well for him now because now he has a now he's surrounded by a bunch of yes men that won't confront him. That's I really cool. wish you know what I should try to do. Like I don't know if that guy's still alive. I should try to bring on that guy, man. I'm telling you that book I read, Me, Myself, and Them, where he talked about it. Maybe I should, or maybe I could bring on um, uh, a mental health expert or a psychiatrist, like someone that deals with these issues to works, right? Like, I don't know. Would you guys be interested in hearing about that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So, Brian, do you think that Holly lived or hurt Kanye West? I think it may have, I don't really, it's kind of hard to say because it may have prolonged the inevitable. Mm. I don't, because he's, he's obviously not seeking treatment. Things are going downhill for him right now. And again, the money has kept him out of like, say a group home, but at the same time, that money has made him a target. Like Candace Owens used them to get him to buy parlor. I think that was her her intention for a while. They, 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 he's, she's been playing the long game with them. I'm telling you guys, like Candace Owens doesn't do stuff like just for let me do this good cause. There's there's money involved, and you're right. So he goes into oh, okay, yeah, let me go ahead and get involved in parlor again. That's that's money for her. Like, it just, I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, you guys. But I don't know how he can't just sit back and look at Candace Owens and just see, like, this woman is fake. I think right now he's kind of short on friends because you're looking for him. Kardashian was just using him for fame. That's basically what uh, people were complaining about Kim. They said that Kim uh, basically wanted fame from Kanye and Kim kind of rose up. And uh, you had... uh, you got the basically uh Candace Owens like basically Candace like I know somebody said this about that Kanye could have been broke if he stayed in college like do you think one day like Kanye um I just want to add too I'm kind of curious about this as well do you think there may be something there may be something wrong with Kanye's sense of judgment because I think a lot of us saw who their Kardashians were before Kanye decided to to date Kim. I think a lot of us saw right through them. Why couldn't he see that? <clears throat> yeah, it's like um, the guy that was talking before, I think it was Scotty or somebody else. Um, they brought up like basically his mom was alive back then. I was going to ask the question was when he married Kim, was the was the mom was the mom there or did he marry Kim afterwards? She was there. Oh, okay. It was the it was the curve. She she's always been around. The the mom the mom that mom, what mom pimps out her own daughters? No 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 not the Kardashian mom. I'm talking about uh, Kanye's mom. Oh, that was after um he married Kim after his mom passed away. Okay, so that's it. So she he was looking for emotional support, and that was it. And after he broke up with Kim, oh. then you got the behaviors of him writing some nasty shit to Pete Davidson. He did the same thing, though, after he broke up with Amber Rose. Damn. And she dated and she started dating the guy. I forget the guy's name. Who's the guy that sang the song Black and Yellow? Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow. Miss Khalifa? Yeah. Yeah, she, she started dating him and he did the same thing to her. Same Damn. thing. 
Yeah. I did, um, I just wanted to say something real quick. I saw that episode. I, this is like going back to what I forgot who. I don't know if it was Scotty. I forgot who it was. When you talking about uh, Professor Richard Wolf and the um and the reparations thing. So his his argument was um no I don't want that call sorry um his argument was was this you know how every time we get something in this country you know the backlash that happens the violent backlash that happens to us that's what he was that's what he was talking about um where where he said you know like well wouldn't you be concerned about when so when he said uh white people um he was talking about wouldn't you be concerned about the white backlash that would come for us uh, getting reparations, the violent oh. backlash? Because he was he was basing it on history. Um, okay. So I'm not making an excuse. I'm just I'm just saying the facts. But you know, I I did see that part. I mean, well, well if we'll I can get him answers. on, yeah, if I can get him on again, I'll I'll ask him about that this time around. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, Brian, I I. I hear you. I think, um, I don't know, man, like Hollywood is not a place I would want to be. Um, I've just seen not good things happen to people that have gone into Hollywood. Very few people have been able to keep their head on straight based on what I've seen that Kanye has surrounded himself. He surrounded himself around people that are just not good people like the Kardashians, the Tucker Carlson, the Candace Owens out all the people, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I don't know what that's like. Like, like I'm not a celebrity. I'm not famous. I wouldn't want to be, you know, I'm happy with, I'm happy just with YouTube. <laughs> like, I'm just being honest with you. Like I wouldn't want to be. And I think if I were, I was one of those people that probably wouldn't feel comfortable leaving my house. Where is Hollywood, by the way? Hmm? Where is Hollywood, by the way? What's, where is it? Is it in California? Los LA. Angeles? Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like going near California or something. Yeah, it's it's Los Angeles, California, but they have different like like there's there's Hollywood and you know yeah. Yeah, because I I was trying to pinpoint it. Is it in the same place that Jimmy basically lives? Like uh, he says he lives in a certain state. I think it's where uh, the Young Turks are. He lives in California, but I don't think he lives in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think as many people live in Hollywood as people think. Like, like some even like some of like the actors and stuff. Like some of them might live in like Malibu or something like that. But uh, Brian, is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh no, that's it. That's all. Okay, well, thank you so much, Brian. Thanks so much for calling in. All right, thank you. All right, we are gonna bring in Jewel, and this is not Jewel the singer. Although I love Jewel the Singer. Oh, you'd lose your mind over this. You were meant for me, and I was meant for you. Hello, Jewel, what's up? Hi, Savvy. Hi, friends. Hello, welcome. Kanye. Kanye? Kanye, uh, he's like Trump. He's a very Why do you say that? figure to me. You say he's like Trump? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you say he loves attention? He loves the attention. He wants to be loved to his own detriment. And he needs a revolution. I think Kanye needs a revolution just like the rest of us do, unfortunately. 
and he's stuck in Hollywood. Talk about mental illness. Um, mental illness runs in my family and stuff, so I usually like to use dark humor to cope with that. But Kanye West definitely has some antisocial tendencies, and Hollywood is definitely isolating him. And I think Kanye West kind of, I think he wants, in a way, to die. And that sounds kind oh, of yeah, that sounds in right. a state of mania. Uh, can I ask you a question? Um, what do you think? What, what do you think when he when he was in that uh, Oval Office and called uh, Trump his superhero that he was Superman? What were your thoughts? He, like Trump is like people like Trump and Trump Trumpian people they 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 like attract each other like magnets and I think in a way Kanye wants to be like Trump. I didn't I didn't think Trump cared. I think Trump basically used him for what he was. He was a he was a useful tool. I don't know. I think Trump likes. I think they envy each other. Like Kanye West is the cool rapper. Trump was always kind of like a joke. People well, you guys got a a god and stuff. I was just gonna say, you guys got to understand too. Like, there was a time. Doesn't happen as much anymore. But there was a time when I was growing up where rappers and even some R and B singers had Donald Trump in their music videos. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like they they wanted to be like 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 Trump. Even Nelly had it in his song. He said, "Bill Gates, Donald Trump, let me in." Mac Miller, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Head to your pickup at mm-hmm. one hundred and one. Bobby Brown had Donald Trump it's in his music video. Yeah, like there were a lot of like a lot of the uh, the um, hip hop community had Donald Trump like in their music videos. It's really interesting uh, looking back he- on it. I think they even roast him, roasted him too. It's kind of like this anti-intellectualism, and that's my biggest beef with Kanye. Like, I always want to like Kanye, and then he says something really stupid. Like for the longest time, he said some really bad things, but I always thought the worst thing he did was marry Kardashian because they're just bad really people. bad people. Like, they're just really bad. What happens to the men that go into that family? Like, can someone tell me? Like. All the men, all of them. What happened to um, Lamar Odom? You remember he kind of lost. He lost it at one point when he was dating Khloe Kardashian, right? I think they're just bad people. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they drink blood. Like Chris Jenner has their own church. Like they're bad, and like you can't say this stuff like on YouTube either. Like, and I think because I did think it, my heart goes out to Kanye because I think he looks around and he goes. There's a lot of Jewish people running things around here. I think the Jews are behind it. And it's like, it sounds so racist. He is being racist when he says things. That's why I think Kanye West needs a journal. Like, if, if Kanye West had any friends, they'd be like, Kanye West, go to your room, write in your diary, and then just go to bed. You don't well, want to go on a podcast. I want to say about that part, though. What if it is true? What if the, the Jewish people are running shit? for something else and you call that out and people call you an anti-Semite. For example, exactly. the war in Yemen. The war in Yemen, how uh, uh, Israel, uh, Israel basically controls Congress. They basically, Congress does what Israel says. If you walk with the American people, you're basically going to have to sign uh, uh, some kind some kind of paper that says you're going to basically agree to whatever fuck Israel says. And if yeah, you say that wrong. shit outside, outside Congress, they call you a bigot, a racist, whatever the fuck, but it's there. It's not a lie. Kanye West just can't put his thoughts together and he's antisocial. 
So it just, it sounds really bad because he just can't coherently say things. It's like Trump, like Trump would say things that were, says it so poorly that it just, it always comes off as racist because you gotta be, because this Israel thing, this Jewish, it's always a fine line. There's always so much nuance behind it. I even don't like talking about it either because it, it can come across as- Well, Jewel, I wanna hear, um, Jewel, I'm curious, like you said, like in reference to dealing with mental illness, you said that you think that Kanye West doesn't want to live. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think it's the man, it's the mania. Like I can, I can relate to that. Like, and it's like, I don't know how to. Yeah, I've been through like manic episodes and you just do things because you hope things turn out poorly. Like you don't want to. Kind of thing, kind of thing. That's interesting. That's interesting. You think he's in a manic episode? Yeah, I think it's mania. And he's so isolated, like he has no community. You can see it. No one's telling him to push the brakes. So that's a good. I was. I've always wanted to bring up. I, I do want to ask that question really quickly. Um, and I also want to bring in see the change as well. I want to ask this question: Where is Kanye West's family? I'm not talking about like his kids and well, Kim's not his family anymore. But I'm not talking about like his kids. I'm talking about like his immediate family. Like where where are they? Probably distance themselves from them. I mean, they've seen who's around them. So I guess they want no. They want they want, they want no nothing to do with them. What's his name? You never hear about them. You you just don't. Yeah, break, I think Hollywood just wants you to self destruct, especially like. I don't see Kanye West getting better in Hollywood. I think the only way he's going to survive is he, he leaves Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood, because Eminem said that they pump you up when you're new, you're the new big thing. They pump you up, but they also tear you down. Same thing with the media. He said, like, oh, they, yeah. they pump you up and then they tear you down. Because, like, control. remember when Eminem was at the height, like, the height, like, of his career, and then that same same media and Hollywood, they, they tore him down. And one thing I wanted to say with uh, Kim Kardashian is she just had a fashion show dedicated to her whole image like three weeks ago during Fashion Week, uh, Dolce & Gabbana. And I think that might be a thing that Kanye West looked at that and he's like, what the F? And he just broke. I don't know. It's a theory. A, a quick thing. Obsessiveness oh, about him attacking the boyfriends that the ex, the ex girlfriend or the ex wife, uh, gets after he's broken up with them. And well, Ray J is coming after Kim. Ray J was just calling out Kim Kardashian because the whole sex tape thing is a, was apparently a whole thing corroborated by Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian. They were all behind it, and Ray J has been calling out Kim Kardashian, saying that. Because she's been calling out Ray J. And Ray J's like, what are you talking about? Because Kim, Kim Kardashian keeps framing herself as a victim. But Ray J's like, we planned this. I didn't set you up. Yeah, yeah. because like, I, I heard about it. There was a back and forth about it. Like, uh, I think he wants his cut from the video. Ah. He's been get. I think he's been getting paid. But now it's like Kim Kardashian won't let off on. She's trying to paint herself as a victim. Like Ray J tried to cash in. 
and she just kind of just made the best of a bad situation because that's her whole that's her whole gimmick her whole career um, and i think kanye west is looking around going this is the truth this is the truth because he knows everyone's full of themselves and this is the, the self-destruction of white supremacy and capitalism yeah i'm going there her it, mother, it's all of that her mother was the one who told her to sell it yeah that's what I'm hearing. And, you know, it's all rumors and celebrity culture. I'm always, fa- I'm fascinated by it. People probably in these circles think it's crazy, but I think it's like, they're good social experiments, which fascinates One question about Kim I've always wondered, is her ass real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I've heard like people say like, it's not. They, they lie, you know, their whole career is- I'll, I'll tell you if it people. is, uh, Ashera. I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, I forgot that's your woman. Yeah, I'll I, I let you know. Yeah, they're just not good people. I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for Kanye. I, I honestly, I just like, I feel, I don't know. He's well, let's make sure we bring in, um, see the change. You're a speaker. I want to hear what's your take on all of this. Hey, and thank you for, for doing that. I appreciate it, uh, Sabi. <laughs> I was just cleaning. I was like, wait a minute. I'm not next. Okay. Um, so I'm, I, I really, I really think that, um, there is a time to be sensitive when it comes to mental health issues, but I also think that, um, we need to hold people accountable for the things that they say and do. And I know that the topic and the conversation has been mostly about Kanye, but I don't I also don't want to lose sight of, of the family, you know, George Floyd's family and and how that all connects. Um, I was going to ask you what if they file a lawsuit, what are they going to file it under? Like, is it going to be like defamation? Is it going to be like, like, what would it be? I heard it's defamation for the daughter because she's alive, alive. Yeah, it's it's through the daughter, mm. but um, because the daughter is a minor, there's um, an adult family member that's actually filing basically on the behalf of her, mm-hmm. um, and it's for uh, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, uh, is that the entire family? No, it's 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 from the daughter, but okay. um, an adult family member has to file it on behalf of her because she is a minor and. And, you know, that's that's an interesting thing to bring up, too, because I am wondering, are they going to file a lawsuit against Candace Owens as well? Because oh, she's the yeah. one that this documentary. Mm-hmm. That would be fair. She is such an opportunist. It's, 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 it's sickening. I don't understand how people can get away with the things they do. Um, I, I saw the uh, podcast interview that she did with... Um, the one that just got censored. What's his name? Which one? Real popular. Uh, Russell. Russell. Russell Brand. There you go, Russell Brand. Yeah, she did a, a interview with him on a podcast, and um, he was he was like pushing back on her. I thought that was really good. He had a lot of questions. Um, she kind of went all through her past and everything, but I still really couldn't see or hear the logic and why she chose to to go right you know what i mean like i other than her being an opportunist i really don't i don't see it i have a hard time believing that certain people that think and talk and do like her are really serious people right she said that she was a part of the obama campaign and she supported obama and she said that after Mm -hmm. 
Obama's term, that was when she decided that the Democratic Party isn't really going to do anything for the African-American community, which she's, she's right about that, but neither mm-hmm. is the Republican Party. So for mm-hmm. me, when I, when I listen to someone like Candace Owens speak, it's just a grift. It's just a grift mm-hmm. because she's also said in interviews before that, well, yeah, racism isn't a problem in America, but you never hear, and this is the thing, you never hear these hosts ask her, well, if you feel that way, why did you file a discrimination lawsuit in Connecticut, which you won? That's right. She sure did. A lot of people don't know about that. You can Google it. The mm-hmm. information is still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. American culture is so broken. Yeah, it's like just- Like, how many times we talk about bell hooks? Never. Well, no, well, Fox News doesn't ask her about it, but CNN doesn't ask her mm-hmm. about it either. Right. Like, none of them bring it up, and I'm like- you guys don't don't see this? Like this is totally a grift. Like mm-hmm. she profited off of thirty seven thousand dollars, and I wonder what she did with that money. Her whole family all, was in on it. Yeah, it's it's all theatrics. You know, they're all the they're all the same. You can go back and look at, at these people's history and you see them in pictures, smiling together, holding hands, you know, got their arms around each other, and now they represent, you know. Uh, this this duopoly like you know one on the right and one on the left and they act like they hate each other and they have you know they have a, a better policies and 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 they have your best interest more than the other and it's they're all the same it's, it's all the same there's no difference it's like one coin two sides to one coin that's true like get out get out kanye if I was Kanye West, like, well, what do you guys think that he should do at this point? Because if it were me, if I was Kanye West, I would take a step back from the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the people who keep interviewing him and doing these interviews, he thinks that they're trying to help him and let him get his voice out. They're just trying to get paid. Yeah, it's like, yeah, saying, like he thinks it's the truth. Like what he's saying, he doesn't think he's saying anything wrong. Right. I believe that too. I don't think that he, I don't think he thinks that he's in, he, think he thinks he's right. in the right or really think he believes that. And he believes what he's saying. Uh, I'm just waiting for Kanye to birth. She was another one. Girl. The right. daughter died from drugs as well. She's another one. It is, it's more right. common than she died realize with these child actors. Dana Play Doh. It's more common than people realize with these child actors. Uh oh. I'm hearing an echo. Uh-oh. I'm hearing that. Oh, you might have to mute. Yeah, it's um, okay, it's more common than you realize, sure, especially with like the the child actors, mm-hmm. because, and Drew Barrymore actually said, had she mm-hmm. not turned her life around, that could have been her too, because mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore was doing drugs at 13 years old with her mom, at adult mm-hmm. Hollywood parties, in clubs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's best like if you get into Hollywood, just go in there for the movie or the TV show, then get get the fuck out. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You you can't stay there. It's it's like a mental. Well, <laughs> let's just I can't use the word mental house. More like it's it's, a, it's like a fun house over there. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Jewel, did you have anything else to say? Um. Just want to make sure. Uh, no, I guess that was it. But I just read uh, Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mother Died. That was a really interesting book about child stardom. 
Mm-hmm. And it's always like mm-hmm. the double-edged sword where you're thankful to be in Hollywood, but at the same time, it, it really destroys you. But again, we're out here having mental health problems and we're poor and not famous, so. That's a good point. That's She's from iCarly, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I honestly hope she writes another book. She doesn't finish a lot of her thoughts. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I hope everyone has a good night. Thanks for your time, everybody. Thanks so much for calling in, Jewel. We're going to bring in Gilbert. Gilbert, you are on the mic. Hello. How are you guys doing? Hey, how are you? Doing pretty good. Wanted to thank you also. I, I feel like I'm always thanking the people I call in because obviously I wouldn't be calling in if you I wouldn't be listening if I didn't respect and enjoy your 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 comments and, and the podcast, YouTube, etc. So keep it up get that oh, off my chest. um you know and the, the thing that um i wanted to bring up i missed the the youtube unfortunately but um a couple of things you know like the the kanye incident on uh, drink champs like i agree he didn't get pushed back and i i think part of the reason though is kind of like what one of the uh, the people on said, you know, drink champs basically just lets people get on and they let them, you know, uh, run, run their, their agenda, whatever it is, you know, and they basically just hit them with a couple questions here and there. On top of that, it was a little bit more complex than the average interview, though, because like normally, you know, someone will go on and, you know, they're chopping it up, drinking, whatever. But Kanye actually had his own film crew there and basically you know was saying that he'd walk out if they didn't it was a lot more complex than it normally is as well yeah so and and on top of that nori i mean you know like he's not you know i mean politically like he's not that savvy you know i I don't think he could have pushed back on some things and then at towards the end he did mention the the Floyd thing a little bit with minor pushback, but as soon as he brought that up, he should have just checked them because it's not like the Israel issue where you kind of have to know a little bit about history, you know. Right. That it was just a no brainer. Like the fucking cop had his knee on the on George's neck. Like what the fuck? Like that's that's just I, I don't I didn't understand that, you know. And it's crazy though because I I remember. One of the last times I called was probably like a month ago or something. And I, I you were talking about, you know, growing up in like the middle of the country and how religious it was and stuff like that. How the football teams used to do prayers and all that. You oh, know, yeah. In the South. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, it, I'm going back to that same thing. Like, I hate to be the person to bring it up, but like it's the year 20. You know, we're in 2022 and and we're still talking about, you know, like 2000 year old religions, though. So, like, you know, Kanye is a Christian for better or worse, you know, so like when he's trying to, like, put the world in order and he has like all this religious stuff in his head, too. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think it just gets jumbled up and, and he's not a reader. So it's just like he just comes out looking very uninformed. You know what I mean? And it's like 
it is his ego, his arrogance, and his mental illness. You know, it is a combination of all that. I, I think it's difficult to pinpoint it. Like, at this moment when his mom died, like, no, nah, like, maybe, you know, like, <laughs> mental illness is very prevalent. You know, like, I mean, I, I think it was like 20% of, like, youth from, like, 12 to 18 or something um, will deal with, like, an extreme form of mental illness, you know? So obviously some people can deal with it better than others. Some people will medicate. Some people will self-medicate. I mean, you know, every story is different, you know? But I, I do think, like, especially if, we, if we're on the left, we have to, and it sounds weird, but we kind of have to try to be less inclined to, like, or more, we have to be more inclined to criticize some of these religious points, you know, because it's almost like I call it like religion being like almost like an adult Santa Claus situation where like when every when humans are young, like everyone's in on it. Right. Oh, Santa, Santa brought you this. Santa, everyone's in on the lie, you know, and it's almost like religion is like almost takes that same role for adults like oh yeah you know jesus 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 like i'm talking christianity in, in particular but i mean i'm sure there's i mean there's thousands of gods so it it's it pertains to to most right there's that element of belief where like oh yeah this human came and he's gonna take your sins and he walked on water and he brought people back from the dead like that shit is garbage though you know, not to offend anybody with all due respect. I'm just saying, though, like we live in a scientific world, you know, where we like, why are we mixing the natural with the supernatural? Like they're two different elements, you know, and I feel like us avoiding that leads to that. You know, it's almost like, you know, clearly he, he was he's being misled, you know, like he just got into politics you know, like in internationally. And he was inspired by Trump for better or worse, you know, like when he called him his idol or whatever, like, so it's obvious, like, okay, he, he got inspired by him. And now he's, you know, hint, he ran for vice president of that one party or whatever. And now he's considering running in 2024. You know, he's even wearing that hat with the 2024 on the, on, on the, on the brim. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, should we not call that out? I mean, because the other ones are easy. Like George, George Floyd was killed by that knee on his neck. You know, slavery was not a choice. Like when he was on TMZ, like that shit is just stupid and, and easy to point out. But the religious stuff is what I think is the most difficult because like we can't pretend it's real and at the same time criticize them when it's like an accepted norm, though. You know, that that's what I, what what do you, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's interesting because if you look at a lot of African American artists in the music industry, a lot of them came from the church. They grew up in the church. And you'll hear this with a lot of not just Kanye West, not just rappers, but also in R&B as well. You'll hear this from uh female R&B groups, male R&B groups. You know, Drew Hill, TLC, SWV. I'm sorry, I'm dating myself, but I'm going back to the 90s R&B groups. Yeah, uh, Boys to Men, like a lot of them, John Legend's another one. A lot of them, that's where they started. They started singing in the church. So I think that is something that is ingrained, you know, in the African-American community. And it just so happens that some of those uh, singers in the church go on to join 
uh, the music industry and and become really successful at it. So it, it is ingrained in African-American culture. So that's that's a big part of it. So I don't think it's just I don't think it's just Kanye uh, being religious, because if, if you look at the data, most African-Americans are. Is that you, Roger? Hello? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to speak or not. Um, no, I do. I... But if you look at the data, yeah, yeah, yeah most, 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 most African-Americans are. Go ahead, Roger. I, I have a surprise guest. Her name is Naget. She wanted to say something. She heard what she was talking about. She's my Uber customer. Here Hi. she is. Here, here. Take, take the phone. Um, I think, you know, like, he's definitely going through, he's either going through something or he's just trying to create noise just to get him on, like, the talking ground again. But I just, I just don't think it, it makes sense for him to double back and say that he died from fentanyl when, you know, he donated to his daughter's college fund. And it's just and, and, and welcome to I don't get. know what's flopping around his huh? Yeah, everyone say hi to the everyone say hi to Naget. She's Roger's Uber customer. Hi. hi. Follow Sabby Sabs. <laughs> yeah, this no, is my first I, time ever doing this. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to call in Naget. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. That is no, true. but I, I agree with you. Like he donated the money to the family and now he wants to say something different. It's just weird. I, I wonder what... I just think that if it's because he's talking to that Candace Owens lady, like maybe she's filling his head with bullshit. Oh, no, am no, I allowed am I allowed to say bullshit? Yeah, yeah. You can oh. say you can say uh, shit, fuck, uh, <laughs> asshole, bullshit. Got it. But I don't know if she's filling his head with, like, you know, bullshit. Because, like, how does he just flop around? I mean, he's always been pretty problematic. But, like, with the White Lives Matter shirt, like, mm -hmm. why? I, I, yeah, I don't know what to even say about that. That was, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. But I, I do hope he gets his ass sued. Because, what, like, how do you say something like that when it's been proven by the you know corner office and Derek Chauvin pled guilty like how are you gonna go against all of that like that makes no sense well said well said um Gilbert your take yeah I I I also I feel I I agree with the with her take that he should get sued uh, it sucks that it does feel like well first of all he's always been wrong I mean, let's keep <laughs> there. There's there's never been a point where I was just like, oh, you know, in fact, the only thing that I can truly say I respect besides his music, he is a musical genius that that barring, you know, that I'm saying the only thing politically that Kanye has actually said of substance and like he goes from his gut a lot of times. And obviously this time he's completely wrong. But during Katrina, right. He was on MTV. I think it was with Mike Myers. And um, he said, you know, he was watching the devastation, you know, bodies floating like he's, you hear people call in, you know, they're in their house trapped. You know, they started loading the, the Superdome. 
you know, the help wasn't getting there. The whole shit was a fiasco during Hurricane Katrina. And he actually said, George Bush does not care about black people. That actually is the one fucking thing he said that I can roll with. Because, I mean, it came from the heart. It was so obvious. But now he's cheering for those same people that are inefficient and and capitalist so they're always going to benefit and profit from misery so it's it's contradictory you know what i mean because even back then he didn't say oh george bush hates you know black people and you know the war on iraq was wrong and yeah i mean he didn't go off on a political tangent it was just he got it off his chest, you know what I mean? And everyone's like, oh, shit, he just said it, and it's live. Well, that like, looked like a hostage video. If you look at the, <laughs> the expressions of Chris Tucker and uh, Mike Myers, I'm like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, please yeah. donate, they were, please. Yeah. They were like, oh, <laughs> shit, that just happened, and we're live. Like, oh, shit, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It, it, almost re- it almost reminded me of that Chris Rock, you know, uh, Will Smith situation where he's like, Oh, this is some of the best, you know, television. Like, I mean, you know, the shit just happened. You got to do something, you know. <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, <laughs> it was listen, crazy. Listen, I haven't seen. Uh, oh shoot, what's the guy name? Mike. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Myers. I'm sorry, it's weird for me when I hear his name because. Yeah, Halloween. I, think I, about I the got movie it right Halloween. now. Yeah, right. you know what? I so, the other two, every time I sound like, wait, is that his name? I'm like, oh shit, it is. I don't think I've seen Mike Myers since then. <laughs> I think the only good thing was Shrek. I think he fizzled out afterwards. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard anything he does afterwards. You know what though? He's still living off of uh, you know, get in my belly and all that other stuff though. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Austin Powers. All those Austin Powers, man. You got paid in full, like Rock Kim on that. So, but yeah, no, you know, it's almost like there needs to be an intervention with Kanye, with like someone like Cornell West, the a West meets West situation. Cornell West versus <laughs> Kanye West. You know you're, what I you're mean? Going to, you're going to lose a lot of people in that one. Cornell West may have to. Cornell West may have to fall into a whirlpool that he'll never get out. <laughs> the the thing is, I mean, he's it. It's a big topic, man. And, and honestly, like, I, Katie Halper just had her show or whatever, and her calling and stuff. And she had Miko Palet, and she was talking about the Israeli situation, right? We know how touchy that situation is. Like, I mean, if there's one taboo issue in politics, it's definitely that. I mean, to to the point that like no other lobby is as effective at like you know smearing truth tellers you know but i think the biggest thing to come out of this kanye thing is it's gonna damage the movement on the left because first of all he don't give a shit about that i mean he he leans to the right anyways you know and in part i do believe it's because of the religion you know he's religion pushes them towards you know being anti abortion and more authoritarian patriotic you know so i i I, want to say i want to say that's that it's it's not because of the religion it's because he knows the left ain't buying no yeezys or whatever the fuck he's selling at 200 dollars a pop about the left definitely bro 
Come on, bro. Just stop, stop with that stereotypical shit, bro. I, I'm as left as it fucking comes, and I, I got Jays, I got Air Force Ones. Like, I mean, come on, bro. That, that's 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 ridiculous. The left, just because you're on the left, you're not gonna buy gear. Like, I'm what, not gonna buy his gear, man. His gear is too expensive. What's a ye? I'm looking this up. Hold a on. Yeezy. It's his shoes. <laughs> his shoes, and I guess he's gonna make it a brand. So Yeezy wait, you don't know what Yeezy is, Sabby? Look, I'm looking it up. She said, she said when she worked at school, she would ask him what base meant. So right now she just came across that term. She's looking it up. I mean, damn, I ain't mad at her. <laughs> These shoes are almost $300. They're not cute. Oh, this shit is expensive. It's expensive, you know? It's not cute. These look like space and shoes. <laughs> if only rich people bought. The, the gear he wouldn't be a billionaire i mean let's yeah, keep it you're paying for the name all right it's, yeah you're it's paying for... it's uh, gilbert if you're like you're really only left us buying his shit i'm telling you like the, the, the right will buy it <laughs> tell you if you're the only one buying it the right will buy it because as of right now kanye west is a pariah for the left looks like play-doh he's a pariah one of these shoes it says adidas yeezy boot it looks like a lump of play-doh <laughs> yeah, I, I think there was something about um he, he was in trouble about his Yeezys, like uh his his products sometimes something it was it was bad, like something shit about it, like he got sued over it. Why did one of these shoes look like something from the movie Alien? <laughs> yeah. They are a little bulky. It's ugly. <laughs> look, dude, I get better shoes from Target, but I get better shoes from the most expensive pair of shoes I have are Converse, and that's it. And I still swear by oh, Converse to this day. Same. I will always rock forever. Converse. I'm hey, telling you. Hey, I'm in Massachusetts. Converse is from here. We do the damn thing. Oh, sweet. But I can't. I, I can't do with those. I just looked at those shoes. I can't believe. Oh, no. No, no, no. Jordans at least were cute. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the next caller get in, but I just definitely wanted to to say that that you know unfortunately now when we do bring up something like um, Israel is a racist state or it, Israel's an apartheid state, now you know we're gonna be called Kanye's. You feel me? Like that's mm. gonna, and it's really gonna hurt us because it's like being clumped in with that like that's actually the opposite of that we are you know what i mean that's the exact opposite I, i'd be I, I think kanye's in his own bubble i'm not i'm not kanye you like him no i'd say he's in, he's in a bubble i'd say i'm not kanye so that's what i'm saying oh yeah no of course i mean shit i wish i could be in his ear and set his ass straight but like he's when you're a billionaire you, you're surrounded by a bunch of yes men ass kissers you know so no one's really good and plus like i said like when it comes to that issue it's a complex issue, and because I hate to keep going back to that religion shit, but you know, like on the right, it makes it really easy. Like on the left, on the left, we're looking like, okay, this is the history of of humanity. We're looking at different historical events. Which one worked? Which one can we use? Which one can we learn from? On the right, it's already set in stone. Like, okay, the beginning is set for you you know god created it the middle you're living it and the end is already written if you don't believe me go ahead and read revelation case closed you know like it's it's so packaged well it's packaged so well for them they almost don't have to think but 
when they start voicing it, that's when it starts sounding kooky. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, but he had he had that same religion when he made that comment about George W. Bush too. But it wasn't. It was. But it was. But it wasn't as polit. Like I said, it wasn't really a political statement though. That he that was a feeling he felt. You know what I yeah, mean? I mean like if he would have if he would have said if he would have said Donald Trump doesn't like black people, it would have been like whatever. Now, when, well, but the left would have took it, taken him back if he said that. How do you explain the majority of African-Americans in this country that are Christian and vote Democrat? Mm-hmm. Well, see, the thing is, though, there is no look. Democrats and Republicans are centrist or center right. You see, so the thing is, though, when that's all you get exposed to, when like you go to school and you're getting the the capitalist version of history, and then you go to to church and you're getting more capitalism in the form of, oh, you know what? If you don't have it, pray or hope. You feel me? Like that's all you know. Like it takes work to actually go through and be like, oh shit! Like I found the leftist, you know, and let me find more. Let me get through their stuff to to put things in order, though. So yeah, it's the American system is a is an accomplishment of, of of propaganda from the beginning. You can't watch a fucking football game without uh you know the USA you know army you know left and right you know national anthem. You go to school, pledge of allegiance. I mean, you're fucking indoctrinated in this motherfucker from get go, though. You know what I mean? So that's the problem. It's not that oh. You know, African Americans are religious, or you know, Hispanics are religion, or religious, or because all communities of humans go towards a congregation, whether they're WASP, you know, Anglo Saxons, whether they're you know Presbyterians, whether they're Seventh Day Adventists, whether you know they're Baptists, whether they're Catholic. I mean, that's just humans are social mm-hmm. beings. You know, unfortunately, the way it is, it's it's really exploited. I mean, it it's a masterful project. That that's what I'm saying, though, is that Kanye still, again, he still made a choice, though. I, I think in reference to political, you know what I mean? Like that that's the thing. I, I get you were saying like he's he's religious, so it was easier for him to go towards the right. But you have several African Americans that are religious and are are. Democrats and not saying that one is better than the other, but they're not because the mo- they're not. But you I know just what, think though, the, left likes attention. The most revolutionary or the most leftist artists aren't like that, though. Let's keep it a hundred. Like if we're talking about like KRS One, like he he tends to he tends to be more like a spiritualist. So I think Roger was talking about this when I when I just when I had just fl- slid into the call-in. You know, but like he's a, you know, he believes in metaphysics. He's spiritual. You look at like uh, Mostef or Yasin Bey, you know, Muslim, Talib Kweli Muslim. Like, I mean, you know, you have even uh, uh, if you take it back to the 80s, you know what I mean? And you're talking about Paris, you know, I'm dating myself and shit. You know, you're talking about uh, Brand Nubian, talking about X-Clan, all the most of the actual political rappers or groups that were on the left that everyone gets pushed out my point is though all the ones that actually you know speak out on that aren't christian though 
it's rare to find. In fact, most of the Christians fall into in line with the Democrats. Let's keep it a hundred. John Legend, he's fucking, you know what I mean? Shit. He he damn near works for the DNC. You know? It, it, it's not like it's not like I it, for example, Ice Cube and shit, you know what I mean? First, I'm talking first Ice Cube album type shit. You know? Like I'll never have dinner with the president. Like, I mean, it's that rebellious nature. And I think he might be Christian. It might be like the only one though. But other than that, I mean you're There's more public Ice enemy. Cube, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Tupac, uh, even LL Cool J. Every time they got uh, awards, they said, "I'd like to thank God." Yeah, well, Tupac was what <clears throat> was religious, but the thing about Pac, though, like I almost put Pac in a whole different category, though, because he see the difference with Pac. Go ahead and go back and listen to any interview or any speech that Pac gave. You have a historical background in that shit. It's not like the dumb shit that Snoop will say. Like, what the fuck has Snoop ever said? Fuck, you You look at Snoop and Pac when they were together and had, had just got beaten the case and all that. Pac was speaking. Snoop's ass was in the back. Snoop got more money than, than Pac ever saw. What's he doing with that? You know, like politically, nah, like he's going to make a football league and have fun and shit. He, he's, That's he's, a good point. Yeah, you know, he's not like Pac was talking about fucking Black Panther Party. Pac was talking. He lived that shit. Asada Shakur, you know, Matulu, the the actual movement, the struggle. You can't even put these motherfuckers close to Pac. You know what I mean? And even Pac will tell you and shit like fucking Pac wasn't a fucking ass kisser to the churches though. He was real as fuck. He was like, man, if you put half of the homeless people in these mega churches you'll solve homelessness type shit you know like he would he would speak out against this extreme wealth that we're living under and shit you know oxford study came out not too long ago you know maybe like four or five years ago talking about we're nearing the disparity of uh, of pharaohs in egypt type shit with the uber rich you know people literally having half a trillion dollars and shit you know what I mean? So that's a good I point. Mean, well, I, I want to make sure I want to make sure I bring in the Tory. This is going to be our last speaker, uh, last caller for tonight. Ice Cube is Muslim. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised though. See what I mean? I mean, he once again, though, God, just... he said thank God when he gets awards. Roger, did he? Well, hey, hold on. Muslims believe in God too, Sabi. God isn't a Christian monopoly. Like, come on. Sorry to be you know. Much but then why are you wearing a cross though? You see what I'm saying? Well, those religions are there. Look, it's Judea, it's a Christian Judeo, you know, religion, but it's also Muslim at the at the end too, though, because it's Abraham Isaac. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I but my Jesus, Jesus don't wear is it. a prophet in the Quran. <clears throat> yeah, but my Muslim friends don't wear a cross. Well, um, you know, Sabi, um, you know that uh, new show, the, the Disney Plus for the Marvels, like uh, Ms. Marvel, the, the actress, mm -hmm. she's she's basically Muslim and Christian. And people were mad at the fact that she was Christian and not fully Muslim to play the, the part. Interesting. I haven't seen that one yet, but I do want to make sure I bring in the Tory. But but thank you so much, um, Gilbert. You are on the mic. Just have to unmute. Hello. Hello, Sammy. Hey, how are you? 
I'm doing good. I just want to say I love you. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much, Natori. How do you feel about Kanye's uh, recent... Uh... Yes, Kanye. I want to talk about him. I feel like both can be true. He need his medicine. He need to be put back on his medication. And it's just, I feel like people are using him just for clicks and views when he go on these shows. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I just don't feel like re people really, I don't feel like these hosts really care. I don't feel like they're actually invested. I think they just want views. And by the way, you guys are killing me with the nicknames. You guys got nicknames for everybody. Ashura uh, said, <laughs> and then the Tory said, Kunye. Yes. Well, that was the and, I, and he is like, um, like when you tell, I saw the show tonight and you said something about they start taking his, um, what is it? Like his deals or whatever. Yeah. His, and um, I, his sponsors. Yes. And I just, and I know why they did it because I feel like in America, you can say any, I feel like you can say anything, do anything to black people, but you better not breathe a word about Jewish people or it's all a wrap. Not saying what he mm. said was right, but it just, it. I feel conflicted because I feel like now is the time y'all want to take his shit away. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good point because like I said, his sponsors didn't pull out because of what he said about George Floyd. They pulled out because of what he mm -hmm. said about Israel. Yes, because I want to know, like, when I see other people coming out for um when cops killing black people, but where I want to know where is everybody else in that community when shit getting real about black people? That's all I'm saying. Like, I know it's not no, I'm not trying to put, you know, Jewish and black people, but it just seemed weird to me. But I do find it weird that Kanye himself, basically, when cops basically kill black people, he defends the cops. Right. Yep. It too. Mm hmm I'm like, why are you doing that? Is are they gonna protect your Yeezys from getting stolen or some shit? And I do, and he is an attention whore. So mm -hmm. I feel like he needs his medicine and he's an attention whore. And he trying to do I feel like he he need a he he wants to sell his um stuff too. That's what I feel. I think all things can be true. All three of them things he's trying mm -hmm. to do. I do mm -hmm. feel like he wants to be heard, but people not really taking him serious. They just won't. Just like Nori, I think that's his name. I saw the interview. And yep. you can clearly see that, like, even the stuff Kanye was doing before he got on that show, he knew what Kanye was going to do. I feel he knew and he wanted them views. And then um, he went on the breakfast club and talking about he was sorry and apologizing. But the thing is, he already knew what Kanye was going to do. I feel. I think so too. I, I don't know. It, it's just, again, it's like no pushback. Like I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like discussions like that. And maybe that's part of the reason why, and I told you guys before, like, it's really hard for me to sit and watch a Joe Rogan interview and actually view it 
because it's hard for me to watch two people talk across the table to each other for three hours. Like something else has to happen there. Someone needs to do a cartwheel across that table or something. Mm -hmm. Three hours is a long time, but like if I listen to it on the audio, like when I'm driving, Mm -hmm. that's a totally different story. But I feel the same way. I've noticed a lot of times, and it didn't used to always be this way. I felt like Joe Rogan used to push back a lot more on his guests. The past year and a half, when I've listened to like Joe Rogan segments, I don't hear him push back. It's just, I feel like he just agrees with whoever comes on. And I don't find that, I'm like, no, you need to push back. Yes, because I hope the family, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I hope the family sue the hell out of Candace Owens. And I know she don't have no gay friends because her makeup and her her hair be messed the fuck up all the time. (laughs) But you can go ahead, Roger. I love the story. I love the story. I was going to say, um, yeah, to answer your question, uh, that's because he came into a lot of money, so he's corporate now. Things, mm-hmm. A lot of things change when you when your net worth becomes, what, $140 million? Mm-hmm. No, you know? That's a good point, Roger. Good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's like... You you get that money. You 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 get kind of you know you get kind of calm pretty much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that that's. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Say, say bye to the get uh, everyone. Bye to get. Bye to get. Bye. bye. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, sometimes I <laughs> want to leave. My, but sometimes I be want to leave my fingers and just put her damn edges down. But let me get off her. <laughs> but I hope. The- uh. <laughs> But I hope the family sue her. <laughs> but like I said, her, her, I'm, I'm predicting that we will take. I'm saying the black community. I'm not talking about the left. Mm-hmm. I think the black community will take Kanye back, but we won't take Kundis back. And Kundis' future is Stacey Dash. Look at Stacey Dash now and look at her back during the Romney versus Obama time. Be like, mm-hmm. Candace, that is your future. Just know that. And you you burnt your bridges. You're not going to be what is it, invited back to the barbecue, as we say, whatever the case is. That's what's going to happen. So, hey, you know. Hey, Sabby. Um, yeah. Can, can I ask? Because I know we're, that we're all talking about how, you know, Kanye just he's allowed to be like a loose cannon. He just goes off and no one says anything about it. And I'm just wondering, cause you always do like awesome interviews. Like if you had a chance to do an interview with him, what kind of questions would you ask him? Huh. Um, <laughs> why did you do a 180? How did you go mm-hmm. Talking about like black pain and slavery and all that stuff to doing a 180 to talking about basically the opposite, basically saying that slavery was a choice. I would ask him that question. Guys mm-hmm. who just him, they should have asked him that question. You mm-hmm. see the mm-hmm. I don't expect mm-hmm. Tucker to ask him that question. But the guys who just did that interview mm-hmm. on that revolt show on YouTube, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's mm-hmm. it's just absolutely ridiculous. But people are not going to do that because they want to maintain access. I want to answer Notori's question. I, it was kind of like a question. Um, the reason why the reason why 
they can do it to us and not anybody else is because we do not have power. That's right. the reason why. There is no consequence. There is like a social consequence, but not really like an economic, like we will like bring this economy down type of uh, uh, consequence until we start owning our own means of production until we start, you know, actually coalescing and so on and so forth and actually owning our neighborhoods and owning this and owning that, so on and so forth, this will continue. But of course, first, there has to be a universal foundation, you know, such as, you know, universal health care, such as the ability to start co-ops, you know, public banking, postal banking, there has to be a foundation to, to, you know, now understand black people in this country since, since uh, 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 slavery, we have built stuff out of like nothing that never gets talked about. And I'm not just talking about Tulsa. There was plenty of Tulsa's maroon villages during the earlier part of the 20th century that got burned to the ground. And we did it with nothing, no government help or anything. And, and, you know, like every time we begin to, to build something and begin to ascend, it gets, it gets taken away, which is why when people say, oh, you know, like, like when people argue against lineage-based reparations or whatever, oh, you guys just want to, I don't know, we've done stuff. We, we've done the pull our bootstraps, pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. We did that. Our grand, I was going to say grandcestors, our, our grandparents did that. Okay, our great-grandparents did that in this country. Our parents did that. So we've already done that. But it gets, which I guess kind of goes back to what Professor, what Richard Wolf was saying about, you know, every, you guys have this history of every time you build something up, it gets taken, taken away from you because of the white backlash or whatever the case is. But no, that's the reason why they can get away with saying stuff about us because we're an easy target. You know, yeah, we, we, I, have, we have no power. Yeah, I feel like every generation of black people is going to have to fight. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, even mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. us, it's going to have to always be a generation. Yeah, yeah. I feel that's like that's why we had such a back, like, it set us back when our parents kind of, like, rested. Like, they didn't do anything. Like, the boomer era and, like, the gen, like the older Gen Xers, like, it's yeah, almost like we, they stopped fighting. And it that. just, yeah, and it just, like, slowed it I down. And now here we are trying to pick it up. fighting because... I just feel like our parents stopped fighting because they saw what happened to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X yeah. and everybody. Because mm. everybody know once you anything you try to do to change this government, yeah. you get shot down. Yeah, because I like when I like, sorry. Oh, go ahead. When I was coming up, oh, oh the only leaders we had were the rappers. You know what I mean, like. Chuck D, I know I keep going back to that. Chuck D, mm -hmm. KRS One. Other than that, we had Al Sharpton. That was my it. Leader oh, was, my leader, my leader was Tupac. Mm -hmm. and, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And it was just, and, and it's not just because of Tupac's music, but it was because when I saw Tupac in interviews, he talked about the Black Panthers. 
Mm-hmm. He talked about like uplifting mm-hmm. your community. Tupac was one of those people that yeah. even though he became a celebrity, he never forgot where he came from. Tupac right. still would go to people in the hood, hang out, you know, go to parties in the hood. He wasn't about like, let me go to these fancy Hollywood parties. Tupac wasn't into that. Mm-hmm. He kept it real. He remembered who he was. So that that kind of like was my leader uh, mm-hmm. uh, in a sense, you know, like it, it just like, he was the closest that I think we had to like yeah. that same rhetoric that MLK had and Malcolm X had. Mine was Ice Cube. Like when he came out, I was young. Like when he came out with like foot the police and stuff like that. But it's a lot yeah. of stuff I didn't learn because I'm in North Carolina. It's a lot of stuff I didn't learn in school. A lot of stuff I had to go on YouTube and find out like, because I didn't even know Martin Luther King was um a leftist and stuff. I didn't know he was for UBI. I had to go and like look at documentaries and yep. stuff about all of them, cause mm-hmm. they don't teach. They just teach that he was, you know, they just teach that he was um with um like trying to help people and was um gunned down. But I found out every other aspect yep. of him through documentaries. Same thing here, but because but that's because of what was in the history books in the schools, but who writes mm-hmm. the history books? Yep. And so that's a big part of the problem. Like they didn't want us to know that about uh about MLK. Those are things we had to find out on our own or our grandparents taught us. So like I knew I knew about Black Wall Street because of my grandparents. We were never taught about it in school. Not once. And I went to high school in North Carolina and there was a Black Wall Street in North Carolina. And we'll they never it. taught us about it. Now, we'll I, must say, I don't know if, if anyone's in the chat and they grew up in Oklahoma and they taught you guys about Tulsa, let me know in the chat. But I didn't know Carolina, about they it teach until recently. Recently, what, what was that comic um, show they did about it on? It was called, what was it called? They had these masks. It was a Marvel show about... Um, about uh, Black Wall Street, Tulsa. It was called Watchmen. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, I didn't know about on, that. I think HBO. Yeah, I went and saw the documentary on it. I didn't know about it until like two, three years ago. Yep. Yeah. So they try to keep stuff away from people because I feel like some of these people that call themselves the left that I see, if Martin Luther King today, they would still be saying, wait, I turn. They wouldn't be supporting him. But mm, I do right. want to say thank you for you and RBN because. I used to watch TYT and Cal Kalimsky and Christopher Wackass. Mm. I don't all anymore. Mm. And I just think, I'm just happy for mm. um, <laughs> you, Sabby, and RBN because y'all were saying. They rescued us. <laughs> they rescued us, Notori. Notori. Please don't forget about also, you know, before RBN, there was also Black Agenda Report. Please don't forget about them. Mm-hmm. Margaret Kimberly, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Danny Haifong, you know, um, they they do phenomenal work mm-hmm. over there. And there's also Black Power Media, which I wish yeah, would get more yeah. attention. They don't. And I really mm-hmm. wish that people, I would like to see Black Power Media on some of these uh, larger channels as well. I think, you know, with RBN, I think we got really lucky in the sense that, you know, we really kind of took off and, and we've, we've passed some of these other channels but i think part of it was because of the fact that 
other people gave us a chance. They brought us on, on their shows, like, or people that came on to our shows. And like, that's something that like, we'll always remember, you know, it, it really helped us out that like Nick, for example, you know, Nick had got a really, a large following on Twitter. And that really helped out RBN for people who don't realize that like Nick grew pretty quickly. Like when he started, when RBN was FHL, when he started it. And so like that really helped us out a lot. But I want you guys to know there's other like black channels like out there that they're not getting any attention at all. And some of them, there's probably some that I've never even heard of because the algorithm just kicks them out. Right. So you don't even get a chance to see them. But, um, and also people like Kim Brown. Kim Brown is another one. Oh, like, burn, it down. Way burn it down. Yes. <laughs> Kim Brown should have way more subscribers than what she has. And like people may not know this about her because she's not one to brag about these things. But Kim Iverson, or Kim Iverson, Kim Brown used to work with Aaron Mate. Like you guys gotta like mm. this is the thing. Like a lot mm -hmm. of these people have been connected in some way, shape, or form, but there's certain people that get platformed and certain people that don't. Uh, but Karthik, mm -hmm. I want to bring you in as well. And then we're going to close. What's up, Sabi? Always great to talk to you. Um, well, yeah, just speaking about Kanye, like I'm sure like you can take what, whatever medicine, uh, Zoloft, Lexapro, Sertraline, uh, Ativan. But it's not going to – and I, I say that because cause my dad's a pharmacist, so I know a little bit about these drugs and some people might. But they're not going to fix his racism or whatever you call it, uh, ignorance, bigotry, sexism, what, what, whatever. So I don't really see how taking like certain meds to fix his depression or or you know uh, disassociative personality disorder he has is gonna fix uh, any of the shit he says. Sometimes I feel like you know even though Kanye, like I said, he made those songs on his older albums about like slavery and Black history and stuff like that, and like there were um, some parts on like again the first three albums I feel were the best ones. There were some parts where it wasn't a song, but it was like a, a, a speaking piece where he talked about, someone would talk about the history of like what African-Americans were going through and things like that. At the same time, when you look at Kanye West's actions, sometimes I, I kind of got this impression that like, he actually d doesn't like himself. And, and I, I say this because Something I've noticed about people that brag about their self all the time, actually in real life, they don't like their self and they brag about their self because they need to get that validation from the community, from their audience, from other people to make them feel better about their self. People who really like their self don't go around saying, I'm the greatest, I did this, I'm the best at that. I, I took on this and I took on that. Like people who actually have like a really good self-esteem don't do that. And I, I think that was something about uh, Kanye West, I think to me that really stood out. You didn't hear Tupac say those things. And Tupac, I think still to this day is one of the best rappers of all time. You didn't hear Tupac say, I'm the greatest, I'm the best. I, I'm the best at this, no one can beat me and no one, you didn't hear, he was a little bit more humble. And I think Kanye needs to humble himself a bit. Um. You don't, have to guess. you don't have to guess what you just said is exactly what Kanye said about himself. Everything that you just said, Savvy. I heard him say that some years ago, saying, I got to say this because 
I got to say it until I believe it. Because if no one else is going to say it, I got to be my own cheerleader. So, you know, like I've, he said something, I'm ad-libbing, but he did say he has low self-esteem. So he said he has to keep saying it until he believes it. So it's not, it's, you're not guessing that that's just a fact. Like it's not attractive. It's, like, a it's not attractive. It's a turnover. It really is. And it, it, it kind of reminds me of like some of the guys I went to high school with. And I hate to say it, some of the athletes, and I love sports, but some of the athletes that I went to high school with is like, they would do the same thing. They would brag about their self, and then they wouldn't understand why some girls like didn't want to date them. And they thought that because they were on the basketball team or the football team, that you should be happy if they asked you out. No, like there's a difference between being confident and being cocky and arrogant. Cocky and arrogant is a turn off. Confidence is a turn on. And they're not the same thing. I I would say, wouldn't that be subject subjective? Because Muhammad Ali bragged like there was no tomorrow. He just kept talking stuff in his prime. You and see that what I'm was saying? A turn off. To, to oh, be okay. honest well, with you, Roger, like to me, that was a turn off. Okay. Like for you, right. when you get up on stage and you say, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, I'm the this, I'm the that. Yeah, bro, I'm not feeling you. Mm hmm. So like it's, let me—it's—you have to humble yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I—I I feel you. However, however, I will say I will say this with 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 rap, with MCing. It's a different story. You you have to the, the whole the whole. I mean, you could just call it part of the stage thing, and you know, off stage they're probably not really like that or whatever. But the whole purpose of, of at least old school hip-hop when they battled when battle rappers that they did nothing but talk about themselves and how great they were or whatever it was you could probably say it had more to do with just kind of like professional wrestling you know what i mean they might have not been in their personal lives talking talking about how great they were or whatever but that that not industry but that culture of of hip-hop was always based on bragging about how great you were and how you know all these great things about yourself and you're the best rapper and so on and so forth in interviews though roger oh no no that's why i said when it can't when it comes to um performance on the stage yeah i i think it's it's just it i don't know i i think for i can i'm just speaking from my perspective like for me it's a turn off it really is like when you you come across that way it's just like everyone uh i think everyone has room for improvement right so i was on the debate team and that was one of the things that they did tell us like just because you won first place three times in a row you still have room for improvement and i think that someone like kanye doesn't see that i don't think he sees that there's room for improvement and the problem that I see is that the people who are around him are enabling him and they're allowing him to believe that there is no room for improvement. And that's why he just keeps doing what he's doing. Like the people around you just keep pumping you up and saying, yeah, yeah, you, you got it. You got it. You know, I mean, it's like humble yourself. Even Dave Chappelle learned that the hard way, right? What did Dave Chappelle say when he decided not to take that $50 million? What did he say? He said, you know what? The people in the studio, they were laughing at me and they were laughing in a way that made me feel uncomfortable. I decided not to take that deal. 
He had to humble himself, no matter how popular or how big you get. You know, and I, I would say this to someone like Will Smith. I would say this to someone like Morgan Freeman, who's also cocky as hell. And Will Smith, like these people that get on TV and talk about themselves and just constantly just talk about their self. It's like, no, nah, take two steps back, humble yourself. And I don't care how many Oscars you've won. I don't care how many movies you've made that are like number one at the box office. That doesn't mean that you don't have room for improvement. And that doesn't mean that people can't criticize you. And that's the same thing I would say about some of these politicians as well. Look at AOC. AOC has not humbled herself. This is why she's reacting the way that she is to the criticism that she received from those protesters. It's not so much that Jose voted for Trump. It's about the fact that someone called AOC out to her face in front of an audience and the video went viral. She right. never humbled herself. Well, yeah, that makes sense because all these people are surrounded by like just uh, sycophants that tell them how great they are. Whether it's Kanye or AOC or uh, all the politicians are pretty much just actors now to this point. Um, but yeah, or uh, uh, Will, Will Smith are just like surrounded by uh, yes men it's a command that constantly enable them and tell them how, how they're super perfect. And, and, and if anybody criticizes them, it's because they're jealous or they have this other uh, uh, inadequacy or the right wingers or this or that. Yeah. Um, and another thing too, you know, uh, Chris Brown, and, and I know he's had many, you know, issues, but Chris Brown said this in a documentary. He said the fact that him and Rihanna were teenagers and he said no one around them told them no. He said they could do whatever they wanted to do. They could buy whatever they wanted to buy. He said, looking back on it, that was dangerous Man. to not have anybody tell you no. Yeah, that, that did for him. That though. definitely I is. I think his mom did a lot of, of saying no and, and trying to steer him and talk to him. And I, I think that he had a little, well, a lot of bit of a breakdown after he lost her. Um, and there, I, I think he's also suffering from some PTSD. Like she was, they were very close, you know? So that's not there anymore. He has nothing to really, you know, rein him in. I think he burned all his bridges with family. Um, Sabrina, yeah. I think, so what, what about, um, it's a turn off when they uh, talk about themselves in interviews. I think to me, more of a turn off is when just because these guys made it and are successful, they turn around and point their fingers at us. And I'm talking about people from our community. Right. You know, they get successful. Steve Harvey, Bill Cosby in the pound cake speech. Uh, uh, who's another one? Some, some others. There were some others who they get successful and now they want to try to Obama, fancy party. The biggest right. one, they, they king narcissist, and they start, yeah, yeah, they, they start pointing their fingers. Well, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to pull, pull your pants up, Pookie. Yeah, you know what I mean? You need to blah blah blah. And Steve the, Harvey oh, is a glossy lip coon. <laughs> Say it again, I couldn't hear you. I said Steve Harvey is a glossy lip coon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. It's like, okay, you got successful. Now you want to turn around and, and you know what? Every mm -hmm. time these guys do that, what happens? It backfires. 
Years later, look what happened to Cosby. Re regardless of how you feel about it, whether you feel he was innocent or not, or whatever the case is, I was like, you're sitting up there trying to uh, police people's sexual behavior and looking down on, oh, it's shameful that you had, that you got pregnant before you was married and all that different type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, so she's dropping pudding pops and people drink. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you stopped impregnating them, then maybe they wouldn't, you know, be like that or whatever the case is. But, Tori, my mother is from Durham. Are we cousins? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> my mother's side of the family is from North Carolina. It, it, the, um, during the Great Migration, when everyone was trying to escape the South, a lot of North Carolinians came to Long Island. And a lot of South Carolinians went to New York City. So every time I hear somebody from, and, and my my dad's family is from Virginia. So I was, I was going to try to ask Peter before he got off the line, was he from uh, Virginia? But it, it was too late. But um, every time I hear somebody from North Carolina, I always wonder if I'm related to them. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, well, it's about that time. time. <laughs> Right. It's about that time, guys. It's past Savvy's bedtime. But guys, thank you so much for calling in thank and you. tuning in.